We ready? Look, we know your type. Afraid of a fade. You ashamed when I said, but shit, a spade is a spade. And me, my transition got me showered in praise from the streets to the stage. Hey man, welcome to Spade to Spade Podcast. I am your host, Tico. Find me on Instagram at T underscore code 29, man. Hey man, one time, Mr. Kid, your partner, my partner, everybody partner. Make sure you follow my IGs, partnered on 24, P-O-T-N-A-D-E-M, 24. Make sure you follow the gang as well, Spade to Spade. Pod. P-O-D. Yes, sir. While you at it, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, a Spade to Spade Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. And while you at it, go ahead and send those donations to our cash up. Dollar sign, a spade to spade podcast. Yeah. You feel me? $10,000 donations. We mm. are accepting. You feel me? That's the minimum. Mm-hmm. And then merch site. A merch site <laughs> is up. And you can get it at a spade to spade podcast.com. Yeah. That's where the truckers, that's where the cups, that's where the hats, that's where the shirts is at. You feel me? It's all on there. So, hey, if you see me in the street, just go to the website. You feel yeah. me? That simple. You heard? Straight like that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, black businesses, black brands. If you like ad pack, ad placements on our platform, just hit us up. We we'll get that shit going. Then, um, hey, we just started this. A song of the week. If you would like to push a song on our promo, it's a fee that come along with it. So just tap in with us. Our local artists, our main screen artists. We here. Just tap in. You feel me? Hey, bro. What's up? How you feeling? Hey, man, I'm feeling pretty good, my boy. You know what I'm saying? You know, end of my weekend, you know what I'm saying? Full of work, you know how, how it go on my end. Mm. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, man. Some fucked up shit happened. Fucking air went out. I was say, you want to talk about it? <laughs> Damn, air went out, but, you know, I got it fixed, though. Just had to make that phone call. Okay. But I'm feeling better. I'm cooled off. Need the AC for sure. For sure, bro. I had a bar fan, bro. <laughs> It remind me, it, it remind me of back in the day, boy. That little white box fan, bro. That bit work though. Oh man. <laughs> but anyway, man. Hey, man. We got a special guest here. You know, I want to call him the man behind the scenes. You know, what I'm saying the bully. You know, what I'm saying the bulldog out him. <laughs> you feel me? Putting fear in people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? He might got them judo chop your ass. You never know. <laughs> but um, you know, we got the boy Snap on here, man. Snap. Word law. What's up, my boy? Finally, you made it. About time, I've been you, begging. You know, we've been trying to get you on here for so long, bro. It's just your skills have been so busy. Come on, man. You finally got you. You've been running around with all the, 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 hot, the hottest artists in the city. Facts. You know what I'm saying? The biggest record label in the city. You've been doing all that, so you ain't really had time. On here now, though, let's do it. For sure. On here, let's do it. Let's do it. For the, like, for the, for the people who don't know Schnapp, where it lies, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, because I know, I know everything you do, but they might not know. I know you. You a rapping ass nigga for sure. Oh, definitely. You a behind the scenes ass nigga for sure. Oh, definitely. You a bullet ass nigga for sure. Nah, I ain't no bullet. <laughs> I have no business, but I ain't no bullet, man. But nah, for the, yeah, explain to the people what you, you know what I'm saying, what you, what you do, bro. It's not where it's I'm from the country, man. I'm from Wilco by way of Deadwood, you know what I'm saying? I'm in Macon now. Though a lot of motherfuckers think I'm from Macon. I've been down here since 2017, but nah, I'm from Wilco. But I do anything from shit, when it comes to Guard Records, anything from the president work all the way down to the, the grunt footwork. Shit, you know, did a lot of nigga 30 years. Mm. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Retired from the military, played pro football. Oh, yeah, you did all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fault MMA, don't play goddamn rugby. So I don't rugby. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of shit. But I've been to war, real war, baby, all that. But with Guad Record, you know, I just hunted that business. That's all. Then, you know what I'm saying? I'm one of the biggest ghostwriters around this bit. You know that. Ghostwriter, for sure. Don't keep that shit on low, but, y'all. Well, definitely. That's just me. So, you got the, do you got a title at Guad Record? Or you said you just the guy who handled the business? 
it can't you can't really put a title on what I do. You know what I'm mm. saying? Cause I do everything from the top to the bottom. So I wouldn't really wouldn't even put no title on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got a fish title with it. I really wouldn't even put no title on it from what I do. Mm. So I down to do shit from the fucking CEO work all the way down to on the goddamn boots on grind, walking these niggas in the club type shit. So I really do every motherfucking thing. Okay, cool, cool. All right, you said they from Wilco, right? Oh, definitely. All right, I'm from Twigs, right? Oh, man. Yeah, so um, I remember being a kid when, like, you know, basketball season come around. They were like, Wilco and Twigs playing. And how, like, loaded them damn gym used to be, like, people actually, like, standing up um, by the door, you know, witnessing, you know, the rivalry going on. It was a rivalry at one point. But now nah, it just be like shit. I'm just getting blown out by twenty anyway. Yeah, yeah. You had you had to beat her to kind of like <clears throat> see that shit. I remember like getting out of school at three, and you don't even try and close. You go straight to the jam car. By the time the JV boy played, that bit really sold out. That mm -hmm. before we got the big jam, mm -hmm. so that bit really sold out. And you just got sit there all day, watch the JV games, and then the translator when we was in school, it still was the same way like the rivalry was. Real, but mm -hmm. kind of watered down now. But you yeah, just had sure. to beat her. I kind of wish we had social media back then. For sure. To see that, like for the sure. whole town come out and smash their way in the gym. That probably don't even pull to have no more than a thousand people. Now you got two thousand people now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just had to beat up them times. Yeah, I remember that. I remember them times for real. Um, shit, man. Just uh, just talk about the background history of like Wilco, the sports history, like just known from like. Bringing stars about uh, or people that had a lot of fucking potential that would have just dominated if, you know what I'm saying, that was steered on the right, the right track. So it kind of like, with us, I know it started back in the 60s, they were winning. Mm -hmm. 60s and 70s before they switched over to Wilkinson County. It was called Cajun then. Mm. And then Lil' Dave, matter of fact, Lil' Dave mm. granddaddy with a coat. There's a gym named after his granddaddy. Oh, and then it kind of like translated from early 2000s, cause you talking about it, won 10 state championships in 20 years. Wow, coat with uh, And really sports is everything in Wilco call. I know my, my, my man and my dad in their 50s and we walked the same down hallways. So that tell you like how crazy sports is. So mm -hmm. my mom and dad in their 50s, they went to the same school, same hallways that we went to. Mm -hmm. But we got a brand name gym. We got the biggest gym in Little Georgia. We got elevators in our gym. Really? I graduated with 103 people in my class. We got elevated in our gym. Our gym seat like 3,500 people, and bro, it ain't even it ain't even six, seven hundred people in the school, the whole school. Mm. But let's just tell you how big sports is down there. Mm. I mean, but for us, sports really with everything. Sports was your way out. Sports was your way being cool. Mm -hmm. Sports was your way of bonding. So a lot of people that I'm friends with, we we've been playing ball together since kids, and you know. For like growing up for me, like like nigga like Scenario Hillman, like that was LeBron James to me. You know what I'm saying? I got the opportunity to see him play up close and personal. I played with him, so to see him go out to Alabama and make sports sound and then go overseas, that kind of fueled me, you know what I'm saying, with my situation to like not give up and not stop. And then I seen my partner do it. So sports are always the main thing in Wilco. Yeah, I know. I know. I know about that. It's like, um, wait, like, Wilco and, like, Danville and all this shit like this. Nah, Danville is with some kind of seat. It's not like making. So, with making, you just got making and peel kind of. Mm -hmm. With Wilco, you got Gar, that was Spiffin' I'm from. Mm -hmm. You got Toonberg, that was Bud I'm from. Then you got Erickson, that where we from. And then you got Danville. But Danville more on the outskirts. So, 
close to Twitch. Like, it's closer to Twitch, mm-hmm. but everybody from Danville go to school and then we'll go. Mm-hmm. So Danville, like, they got they, they own the community. So. Yeah, and that's small, too. Yeah, they yeah. really small, but yeah. we got two stoplights. Yeah. Got two costumes like that. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie now. Um, now nah, Wilco, speaking about Wilco, y'all, like they were the first people I would say were like recruiting people. Is that, that true? Is that true? It, Is that true? Is that true? Tell the truth. Tell the truth, man. man. <laughs> Don't folk want to come play with one of them, bro. <laughs> y'all heard that, right? You heard what they said. You heard what they said, right? You know, like my friend of your, which was on um, Scenario Human, Real Human, on Senior, that probably the best, that is the best basketball team to ever come to Wilco, so. Like we won a national tournament that year. So we, we flew to PR Illinois. We singulate now. We kind of out and flew to PR Illinois. The same tournament with Oak Hill Academy. when they had Brandon Jennings, all them people. And we actually won that tournament. But that year, it was too much, bro. It was like, Martavia Adam moved from Baldwin County. He was like the number five freshman player in the, uh, in the uh, state. Dontrell moved from Cochran. Uh, DJ moved from Savannah. And Jamal, they moved from Montgomery. But that opened the floodgates up. So, you hear, you hear like, saying, niggas just started moving in after that nigga from John Connor. Mm-hmm. From the Mac. Little Fred played with her. Okay. Fred Green. Oh, yeah. He came to Wilco. It's another boy. His name was um, Dun- Duntavious, I believe. He don't came. A couple people don't came from Wilco. I mean, from the Mac down there. So, but I don't think nobody recruit, man. I'm for they want to play with one of them, man. All right. Okay. That yeah. shit was different than Wilco. Most definitely. We had jobs at school during the summer, so. They had jobs at the school, yeah. Mm-hmm. At Genesis. Paint the um, paint the highway, we doing the floor, but think about it though. We played football and basketball. So we got football practicing in the morning and basketball in the afternoon. Dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> okay, uh let, let let's talk more about you. Okay, you um you play you played football and on you hoop, right? Yeah, I played everything myself. Uh baseball. Gotcha. Um, what was your position in football? Uh, I really played everything, but you mainly, look like a fullback. Nah, but hell, <laughs> nah, I went in big in high school. I was like one sixty, one seventy. So I played cornerback and um, receiver mainly. So I was all state all four years. Um, but that's in slot. Yeah, I was in slot. Two thousand nine Nike on um, MVP count. I won MVP of that count. Uh, so. I probably want to top player. Well, I know I want the top players in Middle Georgia coming out. I want the top players in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up not qualifying in time. So instead of going to Auburn, I went to Georgia Military College. Mm-hmm. And I ended up leaving there and actually joining the military. But I played pro ball while I was in and while I got out. Okay. Uh, that hard. That yeah, I hard. played in Kansas and I went to NFL Europe in Germany and played. NFL Europe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, wait, uh, okay, those checks over there, tax free, right? Uh. It depends on how you how you get how you get paid. See, most niggas want euros because euros are more than dollars. Okay. So you want your check in euros. So in euros, you just pay um, German tax, but they tax is real small. They tax ain't that high, so it kind of will better getting just paid in euros and then transfer it to dollars. Gotcha. Because if you get paid in dollars and then convert that shit to euro, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Yeah. So um. And you said um, you had a chance to go to Auburn, but you didn't. You yeah, didn't I ain't on ACT. Oh, I ain't on my scrolling time. Gotcha. And gotcha. I'm trying to be fast and sign on signing day. And then I was listening to somebody else mm-hmm. who, who, who was like a mentor to me. But the whole time, he was plotting. He had a job at Miles College. So he, he knew I wasn't going to like GMC. So he wanted me to come to Miles. 
Gotcha. Or whatever. So. so you uh Nick Marshall did Nick Marshall he would he, he from down Will Cox. Okay. So uh that's crazy called London Outlaw, which is Nick, him and Nick brothers. Uh, they end up London end up being my roommate in college. We still families to this day. Like I just went to his game in Orlando. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're well, yeah. doing my rivals in school. Yeah. I seen, I seen Nick play at Auburn. I had went yeah. to an Auburn game. Hey, we hit them boys in high school. <laughs> them boys good though, but we hit them though. They're my family though. That was so. That was so. So you um playing football in college, and then what? What made you decide to go to the military in the army? Uh, GMC went never to school for me anyway. I got a big personality, and it's local, so they they already have a problem with a lot of local kids coming to school anyway. Cause it's in Millerville, so mm-hmm. you might have people that from North Carolina, and they can't go home on the weekend, so they kind of get mixed up with the locals, and they went real big on local kids anyway, cause they can get you anytime. So it was a lot of politics, and then at the time I found out my girl was pregnant with twins. Well, I didn't know it was twins at the time. I found out she was pregnant, and it was just really a bad, a bad space for me, and I just wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get away, and then just knowing that I qualified. And then Auburn went on to win the national title. 2010, right? Yeah, yeah. Won the title that year. Uh, my boy, my boy was on that team. Uh, uh Jeffrey Whitaker. Buddy from um, one of Robin, right? Yeah. yeah. He hosted me on my visit. Oh, that hard. Yeah. That hard. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on a visit with Cam, uh, the running back Michael Dwyer, mm-hmm. and all that. But it was just like it was just a bad time. And then just knowing that I qualified them here in JUCO, even though GNC football was legit, it was just the politics that came with it. And then learning later on, like. The niggas that was in charge of you on the military side, these niggas ain't getting out of basic training. Like, yeah, you can't tell me. Yeah, but yeah. you can only can imagine how it was. It was a real bad tug of war between football players and and the military kids that were there for the the that was already in the military. But when they graduated, they were going to join the real military. So basically, y'all would call them some lame ass niggas, there, right? Man, bro, it, it went it went <laughs> no college experience, bro. You get yeah. up at you get up at four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. You got to be in formation at five. Stand out in formation for roll call, do all that till about five forty-five, six o'clock weightlift. Then when you gotta practice, you gotta go back and do like an hour of military time. So it went real college experience. And then like your first from August to December, it's called like you went on. Damn, what they call that period? Whatever the little period is, like you can't even talk to nobody at school. Mm. So you might be familiar with it and you know me. I can't even, like, when you speak, what up, Snap? I can't even talk to you. I can't talk to nobody but the niggas that got the same stuff on I got. So, like, wow. it wasn't really a college experience. The football, all that side was A1. It was great. Okay. But, nah, so I just ended up joining down military. Might have will, huh? Yeah, with, 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 with that damn structure. It ended up working out in the end because I retired. You know, I was able to get my retirement check. You know what I'm saying? My kid get to go to school for free, got insurance. But if I can do it all over again, just saying what my partner did, I would have never did it. All right, so boom, all right, let's talk about the transition. You in the military, you served in Iraq, correct? Yeah, I went to Iraq. All right, um, and then also speak about um, you overseas, Iraq, fighting for your life, you know what I'm saying? For me, it was kind of like when I first joined the military, it was like everything happened perfectly with me. Like I ended up, I ended up going to Kansas in the unit that I supposed to went to. They was already gone. They were deployed. Okay. So I end up being in like a unit full of niggas that finna, he finna get out, he getting kicked out, he finna retire. So I end up just playing flag football for the Army. So that kind of was like what I was doing every day. I go to formation, come in, mess around, but I'm gone with the flag football team. So I ain't even really do real Army stuff till I deploy it. Mm. 
So, and then it was kind of like a culture shock because you get over there, you see the little kids with the guns, mm. and that shit was different, boy. But you gotta stay focused over that bill. You gonna, you gonna, you gonna die. Explain that. Shit, you might have like partner V might be deployed with me, mm -hmm. but partner V girl, you know what I'm saying? He just had the girl Facebook. She cheat. Mm -hmm. But partner V ain't dealt to say nothing to her. And then he might question her. She gonna hang up on the call. Bro, you a bazillion miles away. You can't come home. For sure. So he might not even mean focus on. He thinking about back home and shit. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say if he ain't focused, he thinking about back home. He don't even see these folks over here. He don't see these folks. It's just certain stuff you gotta look for while you're on deployment. So he don't even see none of that. He might hear income. He might not run none of that. We got partner sure. in the middle, just like that. Straight like that. How many is on the party prime time? Shit, I don't know. You used to it. Uh -huh. Big papa. I don't need folks stuff in either. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, cut. Yeah, that, that what you mean? Oh, what, what cut did you get? Oh, my cut. I got my cut over there. We get keep the cuts? Yeah, keep the cuts. Yeah, I know y'all boy. Hell no. Nah. Man, we're not. Nah, I got, I got like three of these on my bottle. Shout out to Bella, man. Come sponsor these folks, man. Yeah, go ahead with that. Uh, yeah, so it basically like you got to, if you ain't, you ain't focused on that, but you gonna, you gonna get hurt or you can get somebody else hurt. You seen you seen some shit though? More definitely. You wanna talk about it? Ah, damn. <laughs> shit getting missed. Shit getting too loud. Yeah, nigga, help pop. Yeah, man, I don't see like you, you might go um, foot patrol or you might you might see uh, it's some weird stuff about their faith over there. So you might have a nigga put his whole family in the car. And just drive to the gate and blow that bitch off. Damn. Kids and everything. So you go out there, the little, the little child torso that way, the head that way. Just different stuff like that, different situations. Mm. So yeah. do you feel like that affected you a little bit though? Like in the way that yeah, yeah. the way that you view the world? It affected me the way I view my kids and the way I view like kind of the stuff I move, the way I move, and the reason why I move the way I do. Gotcha. So, and make you respect like what we got going over here a little bit more. You really feel like, yeah, this is I respect the best what country. we got going over here. I don't respect what we over there doing. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm a real war baby, but like I don't respect that. I just did it because I, I had to come back home. But once you get back home and you really settle down and man, some of them folks over that bitch ain't got running water. How you got a weapon on Magic Rush? Like these niggas is building bombs out of household items. It ain't like they over there bit on some mad science and shit. Mm. These folks is taking like a bag of cans and squish them all the way down and then get some shit out the cabinet and whip it up, the gunpowder and explosive shit like that. So, but at nighttime, you smell that all, oh, then you know why you're over there. Mm. Then you know. Mm. Y'all heard that, right? Mm. Uh, when you see certain properties and castles and stuff and certain gas lines, you get to searching and then you might see partner V gas over there. <coughs> And then you go research partner V Gad, and you see, damn, a nigga named Tim Bush wanted to find him. Then you think about it, like Tim Bush, but ain't number one rich Bush family in America. So, mm -hmm. like I say, then you figure out why you're over there. Mm. Then you talk to the local, then you'll see. And then they tell you, like, how would you feel if we came over your shit, over your shit and just took over? Like, a lot of these people just fight for their life. Or the Taliban, they ruthless, so. It might, it kind of like the same thing we're doing here in America, but on, a, on a, a larger scale. So they'll come to a town and get all the men, like y'all finna be real soldiers, 
If not, we're going to kill everybody here. Mm. So, shit, like, That's you ain't true. got no choice. So, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save my kid, my wife, my mama, my dad, and my brother. So, that's what they do. Yeah, so that shit, that shit get deep, boy. Gotcha. So, you were over there. You saying you had it pretty good until you deployed. But, yeah. you seeing you seeing your boy, like, going off to college to um, um, Kentucky and performing at a high level. How would that, they were, they were like, kind of, like, um. That kind of what um, fueled me to, like, because I knew once I was over that bit, I was, like, Bro, when I get back to motherfucking Wilco, when I get back to Atlanta Airport, and then when I get back to Kansas, mm -hmm. nigga, I'm never coming back over there be here again. I'm never doing this shit again. Great. So, but at the same time, that kind of fueled me looking at, bro, because he kind of had a situation when he forgot, though, they changed his position. Cause a lot of people don't know Bud went to school to play receiver and tight end. Mm. So he went through the whole summer, then they switched to position. So we were just chopping it up. Like, he wanted to transfer, but I'm like, bro, you playing in the SEC as a freshman. But I'm seeing his development, so I'm staying up late night, 2, 3, 4 in the morning watching his games. So I'm seeing it, so they kind of refused me. Yeah, you down there waking up your um, bump mates and shit, Man, right? Bro, I still got video right now. I'm in that bitch screaming. Mm -hmm. Bro, how the uh, game went in the session. I'm in that bitch screaming watching the game. And when they knocked the ball up in there, yeah. you ran that bitch back. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, but that my dog, so, but it kind of, like, fueled me to, like, just stay in shape because I knew I was gonna have another opportunity when I got it because I was still young. Mm -hmm. So I had no, um, one of the dudes who were working at my agent while I was playing in Kansas, he had a couple situations for me in Canada and Germany, but Germany was guaranteed. The Canada were kind of like tryouts. Gotcha. So, but it kind of fueled me that and just seeing like the niggas that I was playing with in Kansas, this nigga here just graduated from Mississippi. He just got cut by the Ravens. He just did this and these niggas my backups. So mm -hmm. like, damn, bro, I'm going to work every day, waking up six in the morning doing army shit, get off of work, driving the hour to play football, and he need my backups. So if I could just put all my time in it then. But that that was ultimately made me the decision. And then just watching, bro. Cause that nigga different, bro. That nigga, that nigga different. That's why I like to see on a lot of kids. I be wanting a lot of high school kids to see that nigga work at the, then they'll understand like how hard this shit is to make it. How hard this shit is to make it. I seen like it kind of like a um, a trio with y'all, like you, Bud, and Chris. Well, really, bro, I ain't gonna lie. We kind of got blessed as far as like what I was told, team, like a friends. To well, uh, it used to be um, Chris was doing tax when he was like 12, 13. Mm. But the nigga he was doing tax with, I don't know, you know, Chandra? That's how we used to come to the rock all the time. Or was you at the rock? You DJ in there? No, I wasn't DJ in there. Okay. That's how we met. Well, I met Ray in a, a different situation, but see, Shandre was one of the first people to like take us out. Mm. So that's why when I go to the club, that's why I pop some in the bar. That's why I always VIP because the first time I ever went, that's what I seen. So that's what I thought you were supposed to do. So mm, I kind of got blessed by seeing Shandre do it. And, and like my whole team, we always, I swear to God, we always motivated each other. We always stayed up. Like if we want to go places and one ain't had no bread, we always looked out for each other. So it just kind of we got blessed to well, Bud got his situation going on, I got my situation going on, Craig got his situation. Then my other partner on Jay Boogie, he don't be around too much, but he just built the house from the ground up. You tell me when I first went to Kansas, this nigga helped me drive and was staying with me. You still got that green Impala? Man, my shit burnt up. Man. Oh damn! I got my oil chain one day. And we left out, and we were just driving the black smoke that filled my car. Wow. Damn. 
I said, burnt up. I drove that bit to Canada. Yeah, but like I said, my partner, I seen him go from a foreman at a job to making fifty dollar hour on that same shit. So we just kind of got bled with all our friends. Mm-hmm. And then like our youngest that's still around, we just motivated them and everybody's just doing good. So that's why I brought records so strong and that's why our friendships and shit so strong. That's hard. And then all y'all were willing to like, yo, know, you see one person lacking. Now nah, we got you. And all okay. y'all willing to like adventure out and see different things. Yeah. So. See right now, right now, bro might do some shit and I might call again hell about it. I mm-hmm. might do some shit, he might call and give me hell about it. But it ain't never been no situation where Nigga called and gave her hell, and and we got down, fell out, and never became like none of that. Like me and Chris, so close, we've been best friends since. We've been best friends since uh, Head Start. Mm. But my kid called him mama, grandma. That hard. Mm. That my hard. kid called him uncle. And what, like some people that don't really know it really think we were real brothers. Y'all, y'all do favor them. Yeah, from I, the I outside looking like, in. Yeah, like my kid called him mama, grandma. And I got so much respect for bro called uh, his grind. Like I said, bro been hustling since he was 14, 15, bro. Going to the A brain shit back, selling purses, shades, doing taxes. Then he transferred to the Airbnb vibe. Mm-hmm. So the Chris y'all see now, the hustler, that nigga been that way since he was like 12. So I always been in him. Man, we chasing women and all that. At 13, 14, that nigga trying to get some money, bro. And that's how we started throwing parties and stuff. See, that's how I met Ray. Okay. So I met Ray at Smiley's, and he was selling his CD. We booked him for a show. That was young Young hard then. Everybody met Ray. Yeah, We booked him for a show. He came to Wilco, bro. We had Chocolate City packed. People from everywhere coming out. Chocolate City. I ain't no been out now. I heard about it, though. Man, boy. We were doing what V-Row was doing in the country back then. We just ain't had no cameras, man. We ain't had no cameras. That's how I know a lot of people from Maker, too. Mm. We used to come to our parties, but we just ain't have social media there. All right, so then, like you seeing, bro, like progressing, you talking to him about him changing his position. Was he really like frustrated, like, bro, they want me to do some different shit? Cause he never, he never really played outside linebacker, and then he wanted to go. You know, everybody wants to go touch nines and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, they like. But Joker Phillips, the one who transferred him, changed the position on some shit. Like, you want to be a tight end, you want to be a millionaire, and bro, just flourished. But he just one of them dudes, man. I ain't gonna lie. Growing up, boy, wasn't never the best nigga on the team ever. Mm-hmm. Even like yeah. his transition happened between his ninth grade year and his tenth grade year. Well, like all that baby fat just shed and that nigga started turning to a monster. Mm-hmm. But he always worked the hard, he always did the right thing. He always coach say go five and turn around, he gonna do it. He was just always one of them kind of people. Mm-hmm. So you always Coachable. knew whatever that nigga did, he was gonna be successful. And then he started going to school early, lifting weights and all that shit. And then when I came home for the spring game, he might have called a hitch and bah, bah, and got away from a nigga. I'm like, what the fuck that bud? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's still like that now, bro. Like that now. We might go to Miami and go crazy. Like, partner, if you don't been on the road with that, okay. we got to bring you on the road with that. Right. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it, but. What you mean? I'll that be able shit to get it. rough, bro. I'll be able to do Pop. it. <laughs> get rough, like bro. That. Might we do three, four clubs in one night. Oh, yeah. I need to start giving me a Red Bull or some yeah, shit. Yeah, three, four clubs <laughs> in one night. It's going to be plenty of Red Bulls. It's going to yeah. be plenty of bottles, too. All that. <laughs> and then we in Miami, so we might get back to the Airbnb about 5 in the morning. We waking up at 11 for breakfast. You look on Instagram, that man working out, man. Mm. 
Now he don't did all the partying with everything, yeah. but you look on Instagram, that man working out. He ain't even that high. Mm. And we thinking like, man, what the fuck? This nigga got up and left. He working out, but that's what I be wanting the high school kids to see, because mm. it's easy to be the man on your team. Right. But boy, when you see how hard that man have to work, and then you thinking like, that he in the NFL, he work like this. Mm -hmm. I need to be doing this shit. Oh shit! All right. So since you been there, tell me about the experience of that night that he got drafted in in the first round. Bro, I cried, bro. I cried, called. I knew how hard he works. All my friends cried. I knew how hard he worked. I knew how hard his mama worked. My bud really was spoiled, but I knew how hard his mama worked. Mm -hmm. But I really knew how hard that nigga worked, and I knew where he came from. So that experience was just crazy. Thinking like. Everything, every little child in our city, every boy ever wanted, this nigga just did it. But I just knew how hard he worked. And I knew he didn't take no shortcuts. So mm. I was just happy for him. Cause anybody know, bro, know he ain't never been no asshole ass nigga. He ain't never thought he was better than nobody. So I and I knew how hard that nigga worked or how much work he put in. And then to be all SEC academically. And all SEC on the athletic side, they just tell you how hard you work. Cause really and truly, bro, once you get to your, like your junior year and you got a second, third round grade, nigga ain't thinking about no plague going right, to school right, like that. Right. So for him to even do that and still be all SEC on the academic side, like it just was a lot of emotion just watching that man name call, watching him walk across there, and then just seeing his life change. And then in a sense, he changed a lot of our lives around him, and not even financially, just memories mm -hmm. or whatever. So. Experiences. That's why I always tell them, bro, like, it ain't even the money. It's just the experiences that I love. Mm. Just, just the different stuff being able to do. So it's just, it really just the experiences. Like, I can take my kid to the end the world, but not the way he took them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it just be the experience. Like the cut line. Bro, that shit was different, bro. I don't know how the fuck <laughs> we even book that shit, bro. We we seen Disney World in two in two days. And anybody ever been to Disney World know that's damn impossible because it's five different parks. Mm -hmm. I ain't been since I was a kid. Bro, we was like pulling up in the old. car, bro. We pulled up in the car. We never went through the regular line where regular people come in that went through the back. Even on the rides, bro, we didn't walk up the steps. We went through the same steps that people that work there go work. through. Damn. And when we walk up, I don't give a fuck if you got a fad pad, did person down the line, bro. We get straight on the ride and go straight back out. <laughs> but it's a tour guy walking around the whole time. Yeah. So all you gotta do is say, like, we wanna do we wanna ride every ride that everybody with us here can do. And boy, you duh. Nigga got the tablet, show you what Mickey Mouse said on the tablet. That shit was different, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit, that shit was different. Mm. So, um, by you experiencing all this shit, what, what, what did it do to your mental? It kind of made me go hard and want more in life. Made me go hard and want more in life. And it also, um, to let me see people different. Like I said, I know bro do a lot for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people say thank you, sometimes they don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, I do a lot for a lot of people. Sometimes they say thank you, sometimes they don't. It used to fuck with my mental, but I've been just ask you that, like, do it, like, do it deter you for even doing it? It do me, it it do it do me like that. That nigga be like, man, I get my blessing back. See, I'm mm -hmm. different. I'd be like, man, fuck them. All right, some of you think the same way, then on that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, fuck him, McCall. Sure. Sometimes I might get a nigga a show. Shit, off of Lord, just saying you want to grind. And then I might see a nigga pull, pull, oh, yeah, I'm booked up and don't even thank me. Don't even acknowledge me. Mm. Don't even acknowledge me. Like, man, bro, I got you booked. 
I ain't doing it for that. I'm doing it because right, I want right, to see right. win because I don't get nothing out of it. I don't need it. Right, right. But it just made me look at niggas different. And then the niggas who say thank you and are genuine, genuine with it, I, I help them out more. Get a free game call. All three of us be in the same bid when it comes to entertainment. You know, ain't no free game out there, bitch. Mm-hmm. Nah, everybody cut through. So, um, with you being in a position that you can help people and kind of like show them different things in life as well, um, what, what what are some things that you do tell them? Uh, like it might be like a couple of kids I mentor, like uh, Tyler Gray, where he at, um, he going to the lead too, but he at Central Florida right now, and I got another kid, Clarence, he at Jacksonville State. It just be I be wanting them to come around just to see. What the fuck this sport can do for you? What's wrong? Nah, I'm cool. Okay. Just to see what this sport can do for you, and what what hard working life can do for you, and then what fucking I can do for you, cause I can go mm-hmm. show you right now on the local semi protein how many niggas that I personally know could have went and played while I played that, but they ain't how they been. So I be wanting you to see, and want you to see the struggle they go through. Not talking down on them. No, no, just no. To you see, you speaking facts. Just to see, like, damn, bro, this man here is playing in the semi-pro league, which ain't nothing wrong with it. Niggas still chasing their dream, and niggas still got the love for the game. But, bro, man, how many times that shit leads? Like, where do it lead you to? No shit, fucking way. Exactly. Um, damn, that's crazy. All right, so, so I thought, and, oh, and um, I kind of feel like I played sports, but not to that magnitude. Two at all, but I started seeing like athletes trying to be hard. So how many yeah, times you like you know like damn bro you went game banging a year ago, but now you claiming this right now. So it's just like why? I think a lot of it be see you can look at it both ways. Cause I know niggas from where I'm from who grew up who we really went on that, but now these niggas are really spank you for real, and like in real life like these niggas are really hurt you. They own that. Mm-hmm. But it be something inside them that make them just switch into monsters. Because I know niggas right now that I fuck with that didn't grow up like that. Like, mm-hmm. for, for me, for example, like, I grew up sparty, fucked by my whole entire family. Mm-hmm. But I always, well, not in trouble, but I always was just out there. And we was out there, on, not on some street shit, we was just having fun. But we always a fight, like, I always a protect myself. Mm-hmm. So, you may get a, a reputation for that, but... I know some niggas that went doing, I'm talking about none of that, no fighting, no none of that, that'll mm-hmm. hurt you right now. Mm-hmm. That are real street niggas. Some people get caught up in the street life and love it. And just like being that way. Okay. But on the flip side, on the athletic side, some people just do it. I think most niggas do it to fit in. But you don't got to do it like that. You just be the cool nigga and still fit in. Like, so, and I'm, I'm one of the few niggas that can, be an example of that, that I can walk in any room and be straight, but I can go to Pleasant Hill right now and be good. I don't be into Bloomfield in the middle of the hood. All my jewelry on be good because I'm a genuine nigga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't do shit for a lot of people on the back end and niggas still remember that. So, and I like I say, once again, I ain't from I ain't from making it. Right. I don't wear my jewelry everywhere. Nobody never took none or even tried to take none from me. And I ain't just saying they ain't did it because I'm just a really bad at it. It just mm-hmm. offers respect because I really fuck with niggas. So I don't really... I don't really went to nigga hoods and showed them nigga love. I don't really went to their hoods and jumped on their videos. I don't gave nigga free studio time. I don't gave nigga free features, free shows, spotlight, all that. But people remember that. Genuine niggas remember that. Mm. Genuine nigga remember that. And a lot of these niggas who are real street niggas are really broken, bro. 
nigga really needs counseling. Right. But I can't relate to that because my mom went no crackhead. Mm -hmm. Or my daddy went on dope. My daddy was there. Uh, I ain't. I went never hungry. Or I ain't never missed no Christmas. Right. So a lot of these niggas ain't never been showing real love. But then you got an OG that show you love, and you got your partners around you show you love, and y'all putting five dollars in to get a blunt, and that's to y'all that love, which it is. Y'all been through the struggle together, so don't the only nigga that I'ma trust, and I'ma do this shit till I die. So a lot of niggas really need some counseling, bro. But they ain't really never been showing love. Yeah, but how, but how like that is stigmatized? Like, oh shit, you crazy if you go to counseling. Like shit, now, I nah, had, I, had, crazy, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you are, cause see, I had anger Benjamin um, probably when I was a kid. My mom put me in counseling. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it gotta be real. the right, it gotta be the right counseling. Well, though. yeah, sure. It black, gotta be though. somebody that y'all can can relate to your situation yeah. because if not, then they ain't gonna listen to them. Facts. They ain't, they ain't gonna listen to them. And a lot of niggas just need to just let with animosity inside and just go. Mm. Just let it go, bro. Man, that shit hard to do though. Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard, but a lot of niggas still be alive and they would have just let that shit go. Facts. A lot of shit going on right now in this city ain't about a dollar, bro. It ain't about nothing. Mm. It's just about a nigga just letting it go. Because I know once upon a time, I couldn't even be in the same room with a nigga from Twiz or a nigga from Bob and Cow. We just hated each other. But once we got grown, bro, nigga, like, nigga shake nigga hand. I shake nigga hand right now that I'm knocked out. I shake nigga hand. They don't they don't try to jump on there. Cause we grown, bro. <laughs> what the hell you gonna do every time you gonna, every time you see me you gonna try to fight me? Every I mean, time you see me on your, yeah, your people try to jump he on. He not me? if you don't knock his ass out. Man, that don't mean nothing, bro. Nah, he won he won again, bro. <laughs> yeah, let that cop be slipping, bro. That don't mean nothing, bro. Today I got time today, cause nah, I got sure. time. We just gonna keep fighting, and shooting at each other, and all this shit until one of us just get whacked. Mm. So, so you talking about like twist though? Like, I mean, I don't understand what 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 was it between you? Man, that shit really was dumb to to be honest with you. It really was just some rivalry shit. We growing up seeing the older niggas that we looked up to in sports fucking hate Twig kind of hate right. ball. Mm -hmm. And then it just came to when it was our turn, it was the same way. But a lot of them niggas that was on the team, we were connected to it. Like me and Keno Waters, our, our mama grew up together, played softball together. So me and Keno don't been in the house where our mama gone to the club and we live at the church and nigga. Mm -hmm. Playing. So playing. So, but, and then, like, Keno brother Trey, Trey and our crew, like, we fuck with Trey. But a lot of that shit was, like, I don't know, the shit really was just, like, what you were grown to do. They were grown to hate that, we were grown to hate them. Yeah, okay. By, like, by you saying that, how people be, like, you know, like, gangs and shit like that, they keep on looking at the prior generation, how, like, they, they treated each other, so they just following suit. Yeah, they following suit, but the young nigga today, these niggas don't. The scary part about these niggas that were different from us and everybody else, well, these niggas don't give a fuck about dying or these niggas don't give a fuck about, they don't give a fuck about going to jail. Yeah, you right about that. Um, This past week, um, we went out marketing and shit, putting up posters and stuff. So we riding in the truck and we seen like the little guy walking the street, right? He looking back nervous. That nigga already started reaching. I'm like, nigga, we ain't him posting up signs and shit. We but not then, here to like uh, take your you ass down. But when you talk to them young nigga, then you'll understand. Like, you might be like, look, bro, man, you, like, you can't, you can't bring the gun in the studio. Then nigga be like, shit, bitch, bro, like, I ain't trying to die, that bitch. So what can I say? Mm -hmm. Facts, facts. 
So I might be like, man, just put this shit up. Don't come in that bit with no chop in your hand mm. because the way you walk through our studio, it might be a motherfucking photographer on taking their kid for mm, birthday facts. picture with grandma in that bit. And you facts. walk through that bit with a chop. Facts. So, but that's why, like I say, I'm one of the few that are able to talk to them. Talk to them, boy. Because I understand. I listen to them. And I understand where they're coming from. But I reason with them. So, I reason with them and be like, Bridget, put it up, my nigga. But I understand. For sure. Two niggas ain't trying to die. So then, um, your passion is fighting, though, right? Yeah. My, nah, my passion is <laughs> fighting for a sport, bro. I, I, like I say, I ain't gonna lie, bro. We grew up fighting. We grew up horseplay fighting. Mm -hmm. We grew up wrestling. Every day, I know every day for four summers, we did this shit every day at football. Practice. So you a fan of wrestling like the actual? Yeah, more definitely. Nah, I'm a fan of MMA. Man, I seen you. Like uh, you met Vince McMahon. He just. Yeah, he I just... met Vince. I met Vince. I met uh, Big Show, y'all. Yeah. I met how y'all met them folks. But I'm a, I'm a real fan of, of MMA, the sport of MMA. I got into it. I was trying to figure out a way to stay in shape after football season. Mm -hmm. And they was having a tournament. It was a grappling tournament. And I just signed up for a bullshit. Yeah. And won and got a free membership to a gym to high start doing MMA. Yeah, uh, okay. MMA. UFC. Yeah, that's the same thing. All right, right, right. So, um, which 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 card was like the best card you felt like was on? I like light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Okay. Yeah, I like light heavyweight because you still gonna get a knockout and you still gonna get a lot of athleticism. Heavyweight ain't nothing but a bunch of big ass niggas. Hey, and then when you start getting down to featherweight, weatherweight, them a bunch of little niggas. Mm -hmm. So I like light heavyweight because I understand the process of a nigga going from two thirty to. Down to two ten and fight. Mm, so yeah. which one your your John favorite? John Jones. John Jones. <laughs> yeah, in his heyday, dog. But in it's hard. To, it's man, come on, bro. How many niggas y'all nigga know from? How many niggas y'all know from the mat right now to snort cocaine, pop pill, and <laughs> and drink alcohol, yeah. but still can be a proto? Yeah. And, and ain't never lost a fight. But not a lot of them niggas. Man, come on, man. Nah, nah. You don't, you don't, you don't know a lot this of people like that. man on cocaine, yeah, right. pills, and alcohol. Well, man. I know a lot of niggas who own uh, this. Sharon Rock from Macon. And still, Sharon Rock in the air with Hey, <laughs> Hey, he got older, though. Yeah. But John older. John ain't never lost but a fight. But he keep on feeling the drug test, though, so he can't ain't get beat up. never lost a fight. He can't get beat up if he keep on feeling the drug <laughs> test. He can't. Yeah, Steroids man, he and all, bro. Now, he actually ended up winning that, that, that case. He did? Okay. Yeah, the trace amount was too small. So that might mean like he took a nigga that cycle early. Nah, either cycled out early, or sometimes people put in your meat, tainted in your meat. Mm. It just be different things. Gotcha. Yeah. There was so like you, you a fan of uh, Chuck Chuck Liddell? Yeah, I fuck with Chuck. I man, I fuck with Chuck. But John Jones, Anderson Silva, and I like the Anthony Johnson, buddy from Dublin. I'm probably like the two yeah. niggas I know. Who? Chuck Lear and, and Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson Silva. Silva boxing now, though. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm really a fan of that. Got but it's a, it's a name from John O'Connor, man. That nigga's a monster. Really? Bro. I, I got to do my research. Bro, bro I'm going to see his tape, bro. He a monster. Yeah, he need to go and come on the pod then. Yeah. You need to make that play. I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I'm taking longer y'all to it with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, but throughout, throughout your sports journey and all that shit, like when, when did you dive into the music shit? Or was you doing that during? So, 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 we always been guap. We been guap from day one. Yeah, I, heard, I, I got a blood record. I don't think nobody heard. <laughs> I don't tell nobody. It's two on. Nah, it's three on out there. Okay. Three on, yeah. Me, him, and Ray got one. He got two solo ones. But, bro really can rap, though. No, it's not good. Yeah. No, for sure. Bro, tell us it, though. Bro, bro did he tattoos on him? 
I got two tattoos, bro. This. For real? Well, definitely, I swear to God. For sure. So, when I was coming home, Guap Records had already started. But we had Ferrari and Sean Dollar and Pat Chanel then. Mm -hmm. So, I always, you know what I'm saying, when I came home, I always was the nigga with the plug, plug anyway. Mm -hmm. So, bro had already asked, you know what I'm saying, to come in and join up top with it. So, before I do anything, I'm going to study this shit. And I'm studying the movement. I and mean, I don't believe in it. If I don't believe in it, I'm not doing it. So, you know what I'm saying? A certain person that was involved with us, I didn't believe in what the fuck was going on. But that when I jumped into it and kind of like took over. And then. Uh, it, artist. You ain't believing in it. Man, watch out. Man. Nah, 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 nah. I ain't got to say name. Just yeah, say I'm going to definitely. Artist. Oh, artist, yeah. I ain't Ooh, believe in Charlotte, man. See, he oh, he see. said Charlotte. Yeah, he, he don't do what that. happened? Uh, to be honest, bro, I'm going to keep it a book. She should have stayed the teen artist a little longer. We was trying to rush her to be a grown woman, and she went, she went, she ain't fit to look for it, or she went ready to be that. Yeah. But she's super talented though. But she just had a bad manager, bro. Her manager was some bullshit. It was never her mm -hmm. that I, I, she always had it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Charlotte Pell always had it. She always was super talented. She always was like, you could tell she was a star. Mm -hmm. But we should have kept her as a child a little bit longer. Well, a teen artist a little bit longer. Oh, teen. Her okay. following was teens. Mm -hmm. So anytime we was a teen party, that'd be a rock. Yeah, Grown man. folk, it didn't do well. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, no disrespect to what she got going on. Because I got little girls, but her body was not developed yet. So she still looked like a little girl. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that kind of like, is, is she popping it? It's like you got Megan Stallion right here, and then you got Pelt. You still yeah. thought she was a teen artist. Like Coralie Ray, for instance. Yeah. Gotcha. So... But her manager end up being some bullshit and fucked the whole situation up on that Atlanta scam and shit. Mm. Yeah, but she doing good now though. Shots out to her, but her manager some. She just got a placement on, um, on P Valley. Yeah, yeah, her manager some yeah, bullshit. Yeah. That motherfucker thought he was gonna come to Wilco and do a show. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, shit. Nah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> nah, but but that's how I got involved in it and. I think Ferrari ended up getting a situation where um, some bullshit in New Jersey. He got caught with a gun. They tried to give him a dollar three, four years for a gun. Mm. A clean, registered gun. They out of time working, but he ended up beating the situation. And by then, we were transitioning. We had Jet Grab Jungle. But the way we grabbed Jungle. What about um, uh, Chapo? Yeah, Chapo. Yeah, we had Chapo, too. Yeah, we had Chapo, too. Yeah, same situation. Super talented. But he just got he got. He getting his own way. Nah, not even the street. He just getting his own way sometimes. But bro, super talented. He's the same situation. He got it. But we did the team party with Vero mm -hmm. at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. But when I was out on the ground doing promo, these children just kept saying, we ain't coming unless y'all book Baby Jungle, Lil Sean. I'm like, the fuck that is? Mm -hmm. Who is that? And I went and looked him up. And he had the Purge song was out. But I didn't even know that on the back end, bro had already been chopping it up with him and shit. So that's how his situation had happened. And then when I came around him, we kind of like got him. He was still transitioning from being a kid, kid to a grown too. man. Right. So that's how I kind of got involved. And everybody already knew what I can do anyway. So it just helped the whole situation. Then I brought Ray along. I called in. Ray brought him along. So what made you do that? Man, that nigga the one, boy. That nigga probably one of the most solid niggas I ever met in my life. And a lot of niggas in making over their career too, bro. Mm -hmm. And it went for Partner V and, and, and Ray. 
Ray probably one of the only nigga that ever owned the club, ran the club, that'll just give a nigga a chance to perform for nothing. Or a chance to do anything for nothing, just off of love. Nigga might not even heard your song, but as long as you came to him genuine, bro, put you on. Mm -hmm. Give you opportunity to perform. And I just seen his grind. I knew I knew he was from the country. So we linked that way. We vibed that way. That nigga was a real father. And that nigga super smart. So mm -hmm. I just yeah. knew. And I knew I can trust him. So I knew he wasn't going to fuck us on the money side. So that's why I called him. When I called him, he was willing to do it. And still to this day, that I talked to Ray probably five, six times a day. Right. So that's why I brought him along. Trust with, and loyalty were one of the most biggest two things with me. So like I say, coming to making. I ain't know nobody. I knew Sherman Kind, suspect, that my big dog, and you I knew football. Ray. You met him through um, football? I, met, I really met Sherman. I was a fan of his music, bro. Okay. And I hit him up. That nigga, the first nigga, I swear to God, he the first nigga I ever, when I came to Macon, I came and, and to pick some silverback shirts off. Oh, silverback. Man, that nigga was in the trap house. These nigga had six stoves in that bitch for real. Mm. That was my first time ever been in a real trap house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nigga had six stoves in that bitch, bulldogs in the back, him and B. Jizzle. Oh. Man, them boy really getting it, bro. I was like, what the fuck? But he was telling my little, they were really drawing me to it, bro. He was telling my little partner, like, bro, don't let me, let me catch y'all niggas over this bitch again. Like, y'all niggas stay in school, play ball. I catch y'all niggas over here again, nigga, gonna be ugly. Mm, that hard. Cause I remember Sherman from like football, like that nigga was an animal. Like he got in mm -hmm. trouble, I think. Then he went to um he went Twig. To yeah, yeah, he went to Twig, started playing with my nigga, cousin and that shit. That nigga was an animal, but like, yeah. But yeah, that's another one JP. nigga that like say when I came to the mat, I ain't know nobody but Sherman Kind and Ray. And just so happened as I was when I first came back home, Ray was just opening Brian's time. So mm -hmm. everything just meshed in perfect. And then that when I met B Jizzle, and like I said, Jizzle always showed love too. And just through that, I just started meeting everybody. And I met my partner Joe through prime time. Mm -hmm. So long little Joe, but I met that nigga through that boy. Shout out to Boy, that nigga was the one. For sure. That nigga was the one, boy. Yeah, you used to come through and do that like 10 times in one night. Prime time? Yeah. I popped them all man. That shit we got now. That shit was a gift in the curve, but that shit almost got us a Rico. I can see that, I can see that now. Now nah, looking back, now looking back, it looked like that, but it though, went, bro. It, it looked um, like that, bro. The, the, got club, the club would go from halfway to to all the way full job if you walking in. Cause I always show love. For sure. So nigga, I always want to party with I me. I mean, you brought the club, which? Well, definitely. Like, but I said that shit was a gift in the curse. Cause I started bringing on leeches, and it started bringing on motherfuckers that see me through the week, not even say hey. Mm. But Friday, but my shit been. My shit been on a Friday night. So how do you deal with that? Delicious. At first, at first, see, I was coming back from Germany. So it was like everybody out there knew me from football and my teammates. So it wasn't really no, no situation where they can leech out me. But when I came back, I started noticing. They were really made me notice it. My birthday party. Ray was like, hey, bro, I'm kind of short waiter. So give me like 10, 15 minutes if I bring all these goddamn bottles out. Mm -hmm. And I seen and that night, Partner V uh, can really just stamp that too. Bro, I really walked in that bit with like 90 people, bro. Mm -hmm. And not now on a motherfucker pay, I pay for everybody way. I came to that bitch 100 strong, pay for everybody way, all that shit. So I watched at least 20 people go to the bar and buy drinks. And ain't nobody never say, Are you straight? Yeah. But my real partners, mm -hmm. my girl, my real partners, and some of my real homegirls. Asked me was I scraped, but I watched. I'm like, damn, 
that shit really was just made me got, man. I was thirsty as fuck. I'm looking like, wait, none of these folks ain't no one. Motherfucking drink. Yeah. But boy, when them got them sparkle went in the L, I brought like 20 bottles out, bro. Nigga was <clears throat> pouring up. And that what really made me just look at that shit different. Like, okay, I'm gonna see how these motherfuckers start acting. So I come in on the Saturday, and I, I wouldn't come with nobody. And motherfucker call my name, hey, snap, hey, fuck with me. I'd be like, shit, bro, I ain't got no session tonight. Or the, or the, or. And I see the look on their face. Yeah. Mm. And then the phone calls stopped coming on Fridays and Saturdays. So that's how I really just dealt with it. That's how I really just dealt with it. That's how I separate the fake from the real mm. and who really was fucking with me. You brought Spiffy, you brought Spiffy to um, Prime Time, right? Yeah. That was your birthday? Yeah, yeah. I had bought him um, before that. See, Spiffy really my little cousin. Mm. So when I first started getting into music on the route side, them boy had a studio. So my plan really was like, see, I'm recording on that bit with Katie, but I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm going to go down here and turn Wilco up. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just bring my movement to these boys. Because I know the talent down there. But I knew my movement was kind of bigger than Wilco. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go down here to Jay Wood studio, turn these niggas up. And he played on the road. And I'm like, I don't wanna hear none of the other shit you just played, but you hard, but what the fuck it is? What you gonna yeah. do with that? I used to think name song back in. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I like, what was the nigga with the back end song? So that nigga, that when I was like, bruh, you got it, bruh. Cause I I, I, I always grew up, I grew up with Spiff older brother, Quay. Okay. We grew up playing on um, ball together and shit. And then like I say, we we, we some kin. So Spiffle was always younger. And I ain't really know Spiffle like that. But when I heard on the road, I was like, boy, you got something, boy. So I was kind of just getting a little little jewels and shit about the song. And I just so happened to, I used to get y'all niggas to play in the prime time. Mm -hmm. And niggas used to like, boy, who the fuck that nigga is? And people used to think it was a nigga from Macon. So I had got him for my birthday party. Excuse me, he popped out. And that nigga shit, the red really just been history. And that nigga doing that thing now. He missed on On the Road, and then the bitch came back and hit again on On, on the, the Road, road too. That, the that one. shit ended up being way better. And if he don't ever get a situation with us, somebody gonna grab him, bro. And long as he just keep working, that nigga gonna end up making a lot of money in that music shit, too. For sure. But that, that bitch yeah. super talented, bro. That, that nigga super talented. So how you got into, um, the, you know what I'm saying, Ghost Ryan? You know, you got, you got a crazy I ain't gonna pen. lie, bro. My, um, when I first started doing music, I ain't understand none of that shit, bro. I did a song with Spiffy. I went that bitch and did like sit ball and all that shit. I'm done, bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Get that bitch up. Yeah. The nigga was like, my cousin Crack Cooler, man. Shout yeah. out to Crack. Shout what out up, Crack? My boy Cooler. Cole was like, Cole, you got now. Cole, what you doing? <laughs> you kept trying to figure out why I want the rap. So you like, Cole, like, talk to me, Cole. Like, call this shit a real art. Cause he really love music. Mm -hmm. and he, he and the group he was in is like George Sloan with like Black Flame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for sure, for sure. Them were like the first niggas in the music shit. And I always been a music head, and I always been a fan of local music. Like anybody ever wrote with me, know if I got the art, you might want Countside, little baby, you done, Duh, baby, dirt, you Donna. is done. Like Countside, all them niggas. <laughs> This shit finna be a four seven eight party the whole way we going. It finna be a snap party. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that nigga. We finna have a real listening party sure. every time. I did them nigga like that on the way to all been a bit. You finna hear all this shit on YouTube now. Yeah, so I done heard a lot of good shit. I end up them ball like, bro, you gotta do twelve bar. I ain't know nothing about kind bars, nothing. I'm like, man, yeah. just bring the beat back or some shit right though. Yeah. So I did all. I started doing. I started studying ghostwriters and shit. 
So I started studying some of the nigga who did some of the bigger tracks in the world. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, like, how the fuck this nigga that do this, write this song? How Future end up doing the parts of the Drunken Love? Or how the fuck the Dream wrote this? Mm -hmm. uh, how the fuck oh, Neo wrote this? Mm -hmm. or how, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Then I looked at Young Bird, and I'm like, this nigga was trash as an artist, mm -hmm. but how the fuck this nigga got all these hits? Crazy mm -hmm. producer, yeah. hit maker. So I started studying and the way them niggas were putting their thoughts and mimicking other people's sound. And then my grandma passed away. So when she passed away, I did a song for her. That was my first tribute song. And it was a little girl on Facebook named um, Kayla E. She from Garn too. I had seen her singing. And I just got her to sing it the way I was saying it to mm -hmm. her. And I was like, damn, I can write. But even and then it just unlocks some shit. Use your voice. But it just unlocks some shit. And then I linked up with a couple niggas on the low. I like, look, bro, I got a song for you. All I need you to do is just do it this way. Dun 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 dun, and just do it like that. And it just became that way. But I started fucking myself because I, I went tagging the songs. Mm -hmm. So I went never putting the law at the beginning of it. Or I went never on no writer credit. I mean, type you weren't doing no splits. Yeah. Nah, I wasn't doing none of that shit. But. But now you know better. People start noticing, like, even like Partner V will notice. If somebody around me hear the song, he be like, that's you on that back end, ain't it? And I be like, yeah, y'all the fuck you know. Mm -hmm. So people who really do music are starting noticing, like, if I had a touch on it or not. So do you want that or you don't? Because they're kind of like discrediting the artist that is. It depends on who. If Man, I know, the biggest artist got writers. If I know, of it's, course, if I know if it's an artist, like, if I know it's an artist like they got a big ass personality and really got down, got a real big personality, then I won't even I won't even waste my time with trying to tag it and all that. Right. I'm just get the check exactly. and go about my business. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of people be like, man, I ain't fuck with that nigga unless he tagged the shit. But it like either I'ma fuck with him and not get paid, either I'ma fuck with him and not get paid, or I'ma let him do it his way and get paid. Cause either way, if I don't if I don't tell them, then the songs they're gonna sit in my notes. Mm. And I ain't never been no sit on this shit type of nigga. You always be honest? Hell yeah. I'm always be honest, but I ain't never been on no, I'm going to write this song and one day Drake going to come along to get that shit, man. Mm. Fuck that. Right. That bitch got to check for it right now. I don't, if a motherfucker got, if I, I use a chart for a hook, if I know you, I might do 250 If I don't, 500 mm -hmm. Nigga don't pay me $1,000 for a song. But if I don't have this song in three months and you talking about shit, bro, I give you 50 for a hook. Just cash out the 50. You had it, be. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Because if not, you're going to sit in my notes. Mm -hmm. One day, I might meet Drake and I might sell him this song and make a million dollars off of it. You like that new wave they Drake on? Drake? Yeah. I can't keep up with that nigga, man. <laughs> that nigga a monster, bro. For sure. That nigga probably got the best delivery in the history of rap music. I never seen anything like it in there, a fucking unicorn. Man, that nigga sure. got the best delivery in the history of rap music. What he ain't did? I don't give a fuck about no Ghost Rider. Cause you can have, you can have the biggest Ghost Rider in the world. You can have Dream Ghost Rider for you, but you and still, still got to deliver. You still got to deliver. Sure. I done heard five, six songs that were demoed, Ursa demoed, Chris Brown demoed. And it, it ain't signed the same. It ain't even signed the same, so. It ain't even signed the same. Um. You you being in a position that you're in, tell me the story where you were kind of like, damn, I'm really in the room with this person. Mr. Hankin. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Mr. Hankin. So we we did the um, nudie feature with Twin, and I know he don't mind me sharing the story. Hankin don't, but 
certain people in the room would kind of discredit where he was from. I ain't gonna call the nigga name who was doing it, but it was like when we got outside, I asked him like, cause I didn't even know who Mr. I knew the Mr. Hanky tag, the, the tag, but I didn't know the I didn't know the face. I thought he was just a nigga that kind of. If you ever met Hanky, then you'll know he ain't really no flashy ass nigga. He just sit back and chill. Nigga ain't got no jewelry on. He ain't got no shit to say, Mr. Hanky, none of that shit. He's be gonna have some crazy ass shades on. Mm -hmm. So you probably gonna think he a manager or somebody. And we got outside. That nigga was like, bro, I don't really care about that. I don't get into that. My, I did a play song, Smile Bitch, that's bigger than everything in these folk catalogs. So, uh, I was like, damn, bro, I gotta get to that level of homeless. Oh, we we went and ate hibachi after that. We just sitting down talking to him, and he was just chopping it up. And I was just picking their brain about just different stories and situations. But that's a situation where I was like, damn, bro, we this nigga really. And then when I went to his studio, and I seen all the fucking plaques. Like, damn, you did this, you did that song mm -hmm. too. So that when I really was like, damn, bro, I'm in the room with these folk, bro. I'm in I'm in the room with these folk. And then when a nigga see you. And know you for a hand and shit like that. Right that when I really like, damn, bro. I was supposed to be here. We mm -hmm. we, we, we supposed to be here. Cool. Wait, anytime he got what he got, he got turkulator out. He did turkulator. Nah, turkulator was already. That one saying anytime when you in the studio with him, I ain't yeah. like that shit. Yeah. But I guess I ain't no girl. Yeah, I guess I ain't no girl. Uh, I mean, yeah, they ain't. Fun. I like the art of it. Ain't for us. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, that's the time like, you in the studio. I, I had like, goddamn, mm -hmm. what that shit called? Booty talk about it. Man, when that nigga did, then we was in the studio, <laughs> and that nigga's like, I got some shit for y'all to hear. And that nigga played that Ursa shit with the city girl that just dropped, or Finna Drop. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. when I heard that shit, I was like, what the fuck, bro? You got another one? Yeah. So that when I knew that nigga, that was different, but that's the situation. And then Coalition mm. DJ, when Twin Rock out Coalition DJ. Oh, man. Mm. Me outside looking in, seeing him wearing the Space Spade uh, podcast hat, him rocking out the show, going crazy, oh, yeah. like the performance. And I, I told I told him shit from like the beginning. I said, bro, your performances, the energy that you put on stage, bro, that shit is crazy. See, he one of them that like, when a label see, the big record label see his live show, he gonna always win. Mm -hmm. Gonna always win. That's easy. That's, that's the easy part. A lot of people don't do well live shows. Right, right, like right. Like Future Man, my favorite artist of all time. And even he Future. He don't do well live shows. Or even Future. Like, he don't do well at all. We just seen Gucci Man and Navi got a chance to chop it up with him and all that. But mm -hmm. his live show was, it was lit. But I don't even. He's performing. But he performing with nothing. But his live show was lit. Okay, so how do you get out of, because um, I was talking to Jungle about this when um, mm -hmm. we, had, we had him on. Like how important is um performing is because I was like I see some artists they went like perform they're looking at the ground or like they're looking at their DJ mm -hmm. they're not even like, participating because in the everywhere crowd. everywhere you go niggas ain't gonna know your music they ain't gonna they ain't gonna know your music so it's gonna be a situation to where your performance gonna get them to know your music even when people go to coalition DJ when people go to showcases all that shit. Park the Vicky and test it. So we do a showcase and it's 50 people on the set. By the time we get to 20, nigga really like music Time. drunk. Bro. Right, yeah. right, right. So you're gonna have to do something to wake me up. Like, nobody don't wanna come out that bit. Yo, what going on? No snot word. Like, mm. I wanna hide a nigga on my neck. Like, you gotta perform that shit. You gotta rock out. You gotta really perform. And that can gain you so many new fans. Because everywhere you go, like I say, especially on the come up, I ain't gonna know who you is. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna know your music, so you gotta make them know it. And I seen Spiffy do that. Like, he did the shit show, right? He did that shit show. 
ain't gonna lie, I worry about little bro, man. Oops. Me and partners up there, like, damn, bro, I hope these motherfuckers don't shit at me. I had even, but I'm so goddamn word. I had no goddamn tech bank, big bank, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. hey, bro, um, my little partner, Spiffy coming, man, check the song out and shit. Well, he take me back, uh, the, the, the goddamn strong shit. Emoji. Mm -hmm. I don't even know he listen to the song or not. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, damn, bro. I take the DJ. I and take the plug. Part of you take the plug. <laughs> cut the intro out and shit. The, yeah. Just drop the song. But he, he he did good. The song did the thing. Mm. So what did that do of y'all like thinking about? Uh, are y'all thinking about bringing him on the guap or it just uh, uh, spiffing? Uh, we early on we actually offered spiffing. He accepted it. Then he he didn't accept it. He kind of had the same deal, uh, Baby Junk had. Yeah, the same as that deal. The same as that deal, but I think it really was too early anyway. Because mm -hmm. I think looking back now to the space he was in and the space he in now. Way better. I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have worked just because who Spiffy is and the way he grew up. So all that play a part of when you sign somebody investing in them from signing them in sports, signing them in football, all that shit. So I don't really think he was ready at that time. I don't think he was ready for I ain't gonna say he was, I don't even think he was ready. I don't think he really understood what he was getting into. So, like when you sign to a label, it ain't no more moving how you wanna move. And that can be a problem with certain niggas who have a bit pride and certain niggas who used to being a man in charge. Yeah, for sure. So, I hear that. I hear that. It was always gonna be a problem with Dow signing to a label. Cause now you ain't got creative control. Now you can't drop when you wanna drop. Mm, yeah. Now you can't do what you wanna do. Right. So, I think bro was still in the process of transforming um, from a from a boy to a man, and then his partner SK passing away mm. kind of accelerated him growing up. Cause like now your OG gone, now you the man. Mm -hmm. Even though you not you might not be ready to be the man, now you, you the man, so you got to sink or drown. Mm -hmm. So, but like this time around, I think when we do have a chance to bring him along, it'll be a better situation than it was before. Or whatever. So, I, and I know he got staying on his personal life and accelerate his growth. So I think he got a baby on the way. So that gonna help a lot mm -hmm. too. But I think he really understand music now. A lot of people go into music thinking like, I got a hot song, I'll be rich tomorrow. But it's a process. Mm -hmm. I speak about that. Um, y'all did sign Twin mm -hmm. to Guap Records, and y'all got him on this the, the single run for over a year now. Yeah. And y'all still going with it. Uh, tell us like the behind the scenes of working a single. Fuck man. When it kind of twin situation radio. is a perfect example of what niggas need to understand about the music business. They so get it. I might have Parton V might be the bad rapper and make it. Mm -hmm. He don't got no song. Mm -hmm. He don't got a goddamn song. Mm -hmm. So if you look at Twin and Parton V telling me at Thursday Turtle, hey, why did? And he dropped the motherfucker like, who, who that nigga is? Mm -hmm. Twin went even down. Like, who the fuck song that is? Yeah. But you got all these people singing it. Mm -hmm. So now you got 500 people singing your song. So, but now you got 500 people at, at D Claw singing your song. Niggas at D Claw, D Claw, D Claw, D Claw. So now it's like, okay, you got you on to something. Mm -hmm. So now we don't got to work it hard. So now I see you going out of town. And when I knew Twin song was gonna work was when we started going to Atlanta and bitches started singing that shit. And we started going to other places and people knew the fucking song. Mm -hmm. And when you start saying the Rock Out song, people knew it. My mama started singing it. Mm -hmm. So that's when I knew we had something. But 
Working a single match, bro. It days I go to ten clubs in one night. Yeah. I hit Neech, holler at partner via Neech, bam. I go to Dakers or more. I go to Vibes. I go to Recess. I go to Crazy Bull. I go to Overtime. I go to X. I go to Rodeo. And then I go to Regina's spot on the east side. Mm. Then I go to Triple Crime. But niggas don't understand that grind of or working a single. But I'm just doing this in making. You got niggas in Atlanta doing mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. We got motherfuckers that's in college working a song. That working a single is hard fucking work and it pay off in the end. But this one I be telling niggas when they be like, bro, sign me on hard. And I be like, do you understand the grind that go into this? And so breaking a song in a market that is not built for rap music, which is making Georgia, mm-hmm. which is middle Georgia. You right. can't really put your hand on no artist in middle Georgia mm-hmm. that had broke. Right, I never seen that. It's not an artist. Niggas don't have plenty of songs. I never seen mm-hmm. that. Good Girl Gone Bad, one of the biggest songs of our generation. Uh, Trap Money doing his song. I don't, I don't know him personally, but mm-hmm. I just knew he had a big ass song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Family Tree, it's a vibe. That's a big ass song. Mm-hmm. But nobody has been able to break the mold outside of Middle Georgia. Yeah. And all them songs was amazing songs. And we can just keep going on, down, and on, down the line to songs and shit. Nah, I had a question. Uh huh. Middle Georgia is just not a market for breaking music. So as far as like Atlanta, Atlanta clubs don't want to pay you because it's so many fucking rappers in Atlanta. So when I'm calling by FA Rudy and I'm saying, y'all, he get he just got eight over here. He just got mm-hmm. ten over here. Mm-hmm. He just took five on a two-song play over here. Or I'm calling by twin and telling them the numbers. They're like, oh yeah, I can just book on. T. Cole for a thousand dollars, he gonna bring a hundred people with him, and he ran up the road. I mean, he down the street in the hood. So Atlanta is a market that's built on rap music. If you look at the history of Middle Georgia music, that shit ain't got nothing to do with rap. It's all country mm-hmm. music. It's all country music, rock and roll, rock and, roll. and blues. Blue. And then nobody really never. My 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 partner Main OG Main made a good point to me. IBG man, shout out to him. He was like, a nigga like Bud Dupree won't come around for another 30, 40 years. Because we don't have plenty of people that kind of make it with money. Plenty of NFL players, them, nigga play basketball. Yeah. It's niggas that got plenty of money here now, off of the streets, off of doing real business. But nobody, like, bro could have just took his chicken. Mm-hmm. Went on. Oh, that, mm-hmm. Like how everybody else do, right? Like everybody else do. Mm-hmm. So, but him choosing to put his footprint here, Man, a lot. But for me, I think nobody ain't never really had nobody never really had the means to do it, like the connections. So you go all the way back to the Sunday Spoon day. Mm. I mean, he broke out as far mm. as with the Dirty Bird shit, but I mean, that's a regional, you know what I'm saying? Dirty Bird. Right. But I really just don't think it ever, the market just ain't never been good for it. But Me, my my dilemma on Jeezy is, I'm from where for Jeezy from. I'm from Wilco. Jeezy from Hawkinsville. That's a right. small time. For sure. So instead of standing on business, and I don't know Jeezy personally, and I I just seen Jeezy live and show in Tennessee. That bitch did an amazing show. That nigga music so motherfucking hard. Yeah. But I don't understand like how you can be from Hawkinsville. And like I said, I don't know Jeezy personally. I ain't grew up with Jeezy. I don't know none of his family, none of that shit. But 
I just know how people in Macon felt about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I got real partners that was in this very place, Nietzsche, watching the verses that were down there in tears. And then you and then for you to say shout out to my second home, Detroit. And mm-hmm. but I mean when it's shit well, how you had making with you. Mm-hmm. But then you make a song Peace or A Time Down. So, I can't say Jesus didn't do a good job of coming back, and Pop. which and which at the end of the day he don't owe nobody shit, he don't owe nobody nothing. We just ain't counting. We can't count. He that just one. can't count though. We ain't counting that. One. We, we can't tra- kind of count. I we mean, we tried our best now. I can't even yeah, lie. Yeah, for sure. We, we tried, tried our best. best. We, we tried our goddamn best now. Who got niggas? Niggas ain't making our songs with Jesus. Nope. No. Nah. The only, only closest thing I can see was like Lock Dog when he had Lock Dog in the studio with Snoop Dogg and all that shit like that, and they never did a song, bro. Hell, probably he was signed, her, right? Yeah. Slum, my animal. Too shot out Billy Slum. Shot Slum, he hard. But I can't, I don't know, bro. It's just, I think the market just bad for rap music in Middle Georgia. Because Atlanta is a mecca. Correct. But then once you get outside of Atlanta, and you go everywhere. This shit really country for. But, but get with though. Like listen. why? Like like I feel like why? Because we just an hour and forty hours thirty away. Yeah. Why the hell this shit ain't just? Cause you you could say that for L A. You can be in L A. And then you can leave L A. And just go to butt fuck California. You might think you're still in Macon. But look though, get with though. Man, LA is big as fuck though. The blog try to force that shit too. Just like when you know how twin hit them blogs, how them blogs, they be like. Atlanta. New Atlanta artists. Yeah. Fishing. Man, I ain't gonna to you though, bro. Yeah. We don't have motherfucking lawyers tell us, bro, y'all need to get an Atlanta address because people ain't gonna take y'all serious with this making address. Wow. That's just how the that just how the music industry in the business is. And when you're looking at it in twin shoes, it's like, I'm from the south side of Macon, from Macon, bro. I said it in the song. He said mm-hmm. that. I'm from Macon. He said that. Mm-hmm. But do you go against the blogs who are pushing your song? Cause that was on on uh, Say Cheese. For sure. And like I ain't gonna lie, I put making up on that. Oh, like, everybody did. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know, man. It's so many people. You can go. I think money moved from Columbus. You know, Fujiano from Green County. Oh yeah, he ain't never claimed to be from. He ain't never claimed yeah, to be he from Atlanta. Yeah. But if you didn't know, you think from Atlanta. True. That really yeah. what everybody we meet on the road always think. If we outside of Georgia, they automatically say when we say we're from Georgia, they say Atlanta. You ain't lying. For for sure. not lying. I just but still, I for sure stay on saying from making. People know about making, but well, just, not, just not through music. That's why I say, I just think the market just ain't a favorable market. And I can count, I can shout out fucking 20 niggas right now that if they was from Atlanta, they'd be mean to us. So what do you think that making got to do, though? Or what do you think that exactly infrastructure what got record to do? Doing. Everybody got to be patient. Mm-hmm. And once, because it's coming, once twins sign a major label deal, it's just going to open up the floodgates. But it's so crazy because when, like when I talk to people like my partner Big Amp from Florida, mm-hmm. and he come through and he listen, he like, the fuck are all these niggas from Macon? Mm-hmm. And I'm just playing niggas song, mm-hmm. and then it's still like when I talk to Polo the Don, he like, bro, I'm always looking for diamonds in the rough. I know y'all got them down here. And then when he see Spiffer perform, he see Jungle, mm-hmm. advise. He like, damn, these little niggas from down here. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, I guess the stigma's that different, bro. I mean, that's why like this one of the premise of our doing a podcast. Yeah. It's to shine light on hard ass artists. For sure. I don't wanna give a fuck. If you ain't hard, you ain't coming on here. I'm just gonna put it bro, like that. It, man, it, it crazy because like even when I was in the military, I used to play nigga song, they'd be like, damn that shit, who the fuck that is? 
or you can count down. You can go from Escovo. You can go from right. Escovo, Alpo, Hellcat, Bloodbeat, Lil Jamba, Twin, Spiffy. And I can just go on and on mm -hmm. and on and That's on of niggas sippy. from making Sippy, OGG. You can do the whole I C team. You go the whole green team. You can go mm -hmm. all the way into what? You can just keep counting, calling niggas' names that got that got it, but it just is that we I don't know what the fuck the difference is. If these people was in if these people was in up the road, right, they'd be millionaires. I feel the same way about it. Yeah, if y'all you know what I'm saying, if these niggas was up the road and not saying that they can't still do it, cause they can, but if these people's up the road, they they would be skilled their process away. So like to answer your question, I just really think I really think Middle Georgia just is a bad market for music. You look at it when you look at concerts. You're right, right. Cause like you just asked me a question on uh, off camera about like just say like currency or whatever, mm -hmm. and I just had to be honest because I don't want y'all to waste y'all money. You gonna lose? Gonna lose. I I can we say I, 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 look, I can say the closest thing was when Big Crit came across the street to right Capitol. He performed and that shit sold out, mm -hmm. and I was very surprised to be honest with you. That's the closest thing because that part of that same era and that kind of same kind of similar background. Yeah. I think the market just because. Like I say, if you if you take Macon, Macon is basically the capital of Middle Georgia. That's that's the big city when mm -hmm. you're talking about Middle Georgia. Facts. Around it ain't nothing but country towns. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like if I'm a bigger rapper in Millerville, that don't mean shit. If I'm a bigger rapper in, in Wilco, that don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. And now it's coming to a point where if you're the bigger rapper in Macon, it don't really mean nothing. Right. You got to go. You got to take that show on the road, and that's what we've been able to do. You feel like twin the might be the biggest to this day. I mean, who who done did mean play views? YouTube organic. Not we not we not talking I about think, G's. We um, ain't talking about. I think good girl on bad got a mean view though. Or do you got a mean view? When you talking about when it, I when it, I, it I the real name on the song. Gone bad. Gone, gone bad. bad. When yeah. I look at when I look at I just know I just say from our generation just dating. I say rock out is probably the biggest song of our generation. BET. Yeah, most definitely. But just organically rock out, and then you will have Good Girl Gone Bad. Uh, what, what's the official name of Trap Money doing song? Put It On Me. Put It On Me. Uh, yes. Alpo, um, Rainy Days, and Uncle Elroy. Um, $236. Good Girl Gone Bad. Not um, the video, do the song. Just by itself. 1.5. Yeah, well, I say I 1. think 5. that bitch had a million. But, but, but hold on, but how many years, though? Lot of years, yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? About four, five years. Right. So what about you would say? Years. I say rock out. I think that's why it's. I think rock out. Bad. I think rock out the biggest. Um, Trap Money Doom song, Alpo. Uh, it's a vibe. It's a big song. Anytime you can play it, the universal overtime, song. You can play. Yeah, you you play can it do it. Overtime, don't fuck moving. Rock out there too, though. Yeah, more definitely. Rock out and rock out gone gone bad too. Yeah. Any spot. Uh, trying to think of one more song. Apple, Apple songs. I mean, if you want to go back to like, I'm talking about from our generation. Okay, yeah. Like I say, this decade, 2010 yeah. and up. Yeah, it ain't. Trap yeah. money, do song. That's it. Put it on me. Apple. Uh, say we don't have a good with jump, but I just say the music that really timeless. Uh, I know it? for the kids, you got jungle song he had, mm. and on the road too can be. On the road too. But as far as that music, it, it has to be rock out and then good girl gone bad to be next. 
I agree. That'll be that. And those songs that organically you just play. I agree. And, and I don't think they gonna, I don't think they gonna get old. Gone Bad ain't got old. It ain't got old, boy. You know what I'm saying? That's Tyler's music. That, that music always locked in the culture. Is 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 that your goal let go out to make time in music? Really, or, bro, or, I'm gonna or, be honest, man. Our goal let go out is to put middle Georgia like on the forefront, like the new death row. I ain't seen no body. label. I ain't seen no label move like y'all. Oh, yeah. that's only label I ever seen move like us is AMB Eagle though. Okay. With A Green. I remember that, yeah. Don't bother that. But that far in this area, ain't nobody never. Nobody never did that. And nigga don't see the hard work in it when it comes to taking. You taking on going on the road. You taking you taking you taking most so, of the city uh -huh. for sure. Alright, so do y'all base y'all situation all by like each artist because it's like, okay. You just speaking about twin, like, okay, he got a song that can work, mm -hmm. right? And me looking for the outside looking in, I see what y'all back with Baby Jungle is like, okay, we still trying to find that, that song, so that song with, that with, gonna with stick. So with Jungle and Twin, this was the difference. Twin had a song that was organically in the streets. That already hot. Already hot. And we took our platform and made that song hotter mm -hmm. to the rest of the world. 35 for radio sure. station. So Jungle is 46 right now. You said what? It's 46 radio station right now. Oh, 46, my bad. Yes, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take okay, your shit. Take your shit. Six. But. Right, that wasn't a call, ain't it? Uh -huh. Yeah, but. um, <laughs> <laughs> Brad had a song that already can work. It's already proven. Yeah. So you might say, like, damn, Rock I only do good in prime time. That bitch do good every fucking Every one. one, for sure. With Jungle situation, Jungle went viral as a kid. So he had 700,000 views on Purge as a child. Mm -hmm. But Purge was a kid song. So we just grew the talent into a grown man. And niggas hear what he got now, like, gonna be like, what the fuck? That's the same little nigga. Mm -hmm. But Jungle has an organic following online. Okay. So he got a real 30,000 followers on YouTube. Okay. Subscribers that are real organic subscribers. Okay. So that's kind of like the difference. So Jonga and Twin have never been in the same lane. Right. So I almost would be like, no cap, and like Rollo Rodriguez. And never, never be in the same. Like his songs that did two million views, three million views, that Ben Troy song. That bitch ain't on the radio, is mm -mm, No. So he got a fan like, base. Yeah, he got a fan base, like currency. Yeah, so I see Jonga being one of them niggas. Hold on, not not currency. He got a fan currency, base, no currency, radio. Song in the radio. No, 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 nah. But what? Uh, a real fan base, though. For sure, a real fan base. Oh, definitely. Um, why, like with Jonga, is not a push on like stamping where where he's from? What you mean? I mean, I don't see him like saying like making is the is where really where I'm from. I look at him as a, a Atlanta artist. Be honest with you. See, Jonga Jonga is different than Twin. So if Twin was home 24-7, he'll be in all the same situation Jungle is in all the same places that it is. Okay. So with Jungle, it's like, due to what's going on out here and making, it was just best for him to go to another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not loose. to get caught up in what's going the on bullshit. out here. Yeah. Or whatever call. Whatever going on is what's going on. But it's just best for his career and the people investing in him for him to be in Atlanta. But if you look at all his podcasts out of here, I always tell you from E-Making. I just seen him shake Jesus' hand and Jesus say, Where you from? That nigga say, Eastside of Macon. So. And that's how when he talked Big Bank, too. Yeah, more so, definitely. So mm -hmm. he's from, he from the Mac. Mm -hmm. So it might be just 
from the outside looking in, he's always in Atlanta. Yeah. Because there's really nothing else he can do in making. Gotcha. That's, that's fat. It ain't nothing else that he can do in making business official to his career but rock out a show, but that doesn't benefit him. Right. It doesn't benefit his situation, doesn't benefit us. And just the lane he in, it's best for him to be up the road. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey, look, let's let run through the uh, the, the, the guap, guap record artists. Because mm -hmm. y'all got other artists as well. well oh, okay, so we got uh, T. Royce. T. Royce from East Atlanta. For sure. Real. They're my boy. Real R&B. They can sing like a motherfucker. They're my boy. Uh, we, we just shot the field video with T. Royce, so he got some, boy, that nigga got some shit, boy. I know. So he got a song called Bed, man, motherfucker so hard. And of course, you got Baby Jungle. He finna debut, let's do it. We just shot his video, was shot by Wolf. That was my favorite song. You heard that do it? Tito. Hmm? I sent you let do it, eh? Is that that laid back song? A mirror on my shirt, mirror on my pants. Yeah, that shit hard. That's the he one. He got that, then he got the on my mama. Oh, and that all that shit, y'all. That listen? So, okay. <laughs> and then we got, uh, we got Southside Twin. But we, you know what I'm saying? We got the other nigga that we trying to finna come along. Mm. Yeah, and y'all got We gonna hold it down? Y'all got Pop the V. Huh? We gonna hold it down? Yeah, we gonna hold that down. We so. gonna hold down the major label talk too? Yeah. Uh, now we talk about the major label talk. <laughs> Let's do it. We talk about no situation. We talk about you got uh three on the table? Yeah, you got three hundred, you got epic, uh no no niggas no met with QC, Warner Brothers, and a couple more people. But mm -hmm. um me personally I predict Southside Twin would be with a major label before. Which yeah, one? Before you I don't wanna say? say which one. That really gonna be up to him. And nobody has done what, it. What he wanna do, but as far as a major label, by August. I think a life of change by August. That is what I predict. All right, so by him being in the military and you coming from a military background, you already know the ins and outs of how I understand hard. his I struggle with travel. Yeah. You know, so I was just we just missed a show on Albany because of travel. Oh, okay. He probably had yes, shows. Yeah, yeah. had a show, man. Yeah. But with the airports being short style, so I stayed on the phone with Twin, I know, for 16 hours. Like, just trying to make sure, like, okay. So, where he coming from is different. So, it ain't like another airport. It ain't like where you can jump on the train and go mm -hmm. from Terminal 1 mm -hmm. to Terminal 10 in, in three minutes. Mm -hmm. He got to actually walk. walk it. So, I'm on the phone with, bro, and remind you, this is 2 in the morning. So, go to gate 1. Hey, now nah, you got to go to gate 3. Go to gate 3. To get on the plane. Oh, nah, this flight been canceled. So I got to work the plate. All right, let me book you another one. Uh, uh, uh. I right, go to gate four. Go to gate four, get on the plane. But while he on the plane, on the way to his next destination, that flight gets canceled. Connecting flight. Mm -hmm. So now I got to figure out another way to get him from point A to point B. All right, twin, go to Southwest. I got your ticket. Show him this. All right, go through TSA. Go through all that. Woo -woo -woo -woo. Just to get to the gate and... Oh no, that flight. Um, the, the door already closed. We can't even open the door. So I, so I understand like the struggle he going through, mm -hmm. and I understand like is the military on this side mm -hmm. and music on this side. Because mm -hmm. for me, it was like the military and football. football. But on the type of nigga, I'm betting on myself Go every bank, goddamn yeah. time. So it's like I don't give a fuck what nobody say about what about your career. Yeah, the military good, but I'm betting on myself, bro. And if I fail, they're gonna be on me. I'm gonna have to look myself in the mirror. I'm gonna have to look at my kids and say, damn, I failed y'all, but I'm being on me every goddamn time. So But I think with him being in the military, it'll make his story better. I told him the same shit. Yeah, it'll make his story. I had told him the same shit. I was like, 
you got people, you got a way to let the world hear your music just because yeah. you in the military. It, 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 it'll make his story better. And it make it more organic because with him being in the military, and that nigga know like the ends and out of that shit, but it ain't gonna be long. He gonna sign to a major label by August, I believe. Yeah, I often say like, you think when he really do sign, like this the end of that? The military, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't gonna be able to. <laughs> because with the song get, being so, more. with the song being so hot, it just hit the top 20 in, in, in um, Urban? Nah, what that shit called? Shazam. Shazam. Oh, Shazam. Okay. So, with the song Atlanta. being so hot, he gonna be on the road so much with the radio. Radio promo. And show, because the way Twin win is the same way the baby win by live show. His live show so good. Yes. So, that's why he gonna win. Yes. And then, like, we got birthday bag coming up, and shit finna be crazy. We take 300 people birthday bag. Who hot? Who, 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 who hot? I need to take off, man. Good thing. I need to take off. Fifteen, fifteen. Yes, sir. Fifteen. 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 CCN. They right. High class country nigga. Yeah, man. What's the definition of that? You know, you know, niggas do niggas do not want to be called <laughs> country, bro. So it like I'm from the country, right? But I enjoy the final things like too. Mm. So it like some people take being called country as a downfall. Like I see a lot like of like disrespect. Yeah, mm. I see a lot of people that from where we from. That, that, that's why I had the dilemma with Jesus. Cause you from where we from, you able to shine a light on where we from. Mm -hmm. And show people you can make it out of where we're from because me being in Atlanta and me being in Wilkinson County is totally different. For sure. It, it's totally different. I it's know. a difference between Wilkinson County. I just went to my little cousin's graduation. The nigga had four, five hundred people in graduation class. It ain't even five hundred people in my school. Mm. So it's a difference. But I just tell niggas put some high class on my country car. I can walk the walk <laughs> and talk the talk and do the same shit with a nigga from the city. Mm hmm. Do the same as that shit and wrote the same shoulders. But the only dilemma gonna be the way I speak gonna be different. So I might not fit in my words, but I'm gonna articulate this shit just like you is. I'm saying. So I'm gonna better put these clothes on just like you. I'm better put the jewelry on just like you. I'm gonna better sit in the meeting talk just like you. I'm gonna do everything you do, but my morals are gonna be different than yours. So a lot of time with me being from the country and a nigga being from the big city. The difference between they're gonna be our values gonna be different. Like I'm gonna value family more than you. Mm -hmm. So a high class country nigga is like I ain't finna walk around barefooted no more. For but sure. I still know how to do that. Mm -hmm. So a nigga from the city don't know how to do that. A nigga from the city don't know how to adjust it down here. I can go to the city and adjust. For sure. I'm gonna be straight. Mm -hmm. Nigga sure. ain't gonna jewel with me or none of that. I'm gonna be good because I'm gonna always be cautious. Niggas from the city gonna take chances. Mm. Don't that shit sound good. Mm. A country nigga gonna be like, I ain't gonna get that nigga my goddamn money. For sure. So you ain't green. So a high class country nigga, it ain't really no definition mm. of it. A nigga, country nigga can't get it uh, starstruck because you ain't high class. Because you ain't, got, you ain't high class. Okay. Once you put the high okay. class on, okay. you ain't like okay. Cause okay. when I put the okay. high class okay. on, like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about a nigga being a celebrity. I'm right here with you. You yeah. like shit, my jury caught the same yeah. thing. I'm just saying I because I, I, I like, man. Come on now, you you say you from Wisconsin County, right? Oh, so I got people in Twiz, right? People look at Twiz and making like making this fucking Atlanta or some shit. Man, 
Man, the only difference between what I noticed, the only difference between niggas from Macon and niggas from the country is these niggas pick up guns a little bit faster. So we pick up guns for a different reason. They pick up guns a little bit faster than they fight. We fight one from. And every nigga I know from the country, from Millerville to Sparta to Twig County to Dublin, will fight your ass. These niggas are here or shoot the fuck out you. And really, the only difference I noticed is just respect for elders is a little bit different. Respect for authority is a little bit different. But other than that, man, that shit all the same. These niggas are the same people we are. I, I believe it really don't matter where you at, though. Nah, it don't. Really don't matter where you at. But I, I, I mean, I hear the old conversation like, but I ain't going to make it. You know what I'm saying? I be hearing them, them conversations from, man, that's, where, that's where people know making about. The Mac rough, man, but it ain't as bad as it is. Of course not. It, don't, it ain't that bad as this. Of course not. Of course not. Of course it ain't that bad as it. I been in the bitch for six years. Ain't nobody never stole nothing from me. Ain't nobody never robbed me. You move accordingly. Though. I mean, it's your circles too, though. Yeah, more definitely. It's more definitely your circles. I mean, I don't been in a situation. Like, I just watched a little kid on the on south side die at the store, two niggas. But it like a lot of people sit in the mat like, man, I ain't going in that motherfucker. You just gotta, I don't know, bro. I be in the mix, bro. You just gotta man, go. Be yourself, bro. You just be gotta go and self. you just gotta see. Because I don't been in the prime time and niggas told that bitch up. And mm-hmm. I done been in Crazy Bull, which is a club that's not predominantly African American. They'll mm-hmm. tow that bitch up. For sure. So I done been to Atlanta to where well, it's a dress code, it's a hundred dollars to get in. It's all these sophisticated people and all that shit. Now, tow that bitch up. You done been to Atlanta and tow that shit up. Man, watch the shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all done been to the country. Too. Oh, I don't know. I don't know yeah, y'all done tow that bitch up. I know, I know y'all thought this y'all, y'all for the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, at least, look, look, I got one more question. I got one more question, man. You, got, you know what I'm saying? You got a little motto, right? Mm-hmm. What you told me? What you told me on the sprinter? Mm-hmm. You said, bro, I'm going to teach you something, partner. Mm-hmm. What I told you? You said, thought bitch, I had more fun. Man, watch the shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? That was a song. That's the song. That's just a song. I can't man. wait for it to come out. Yo, is that, that true? Song hard. Yeah. Is that true? Thought bitch had more fun. Mm-hmm. Not in a sexual way, bro. Just, you know, they like, just have, you they, know they have fun. If I, I'm going to put it to you like that. Like, look at my dog, Trouble, R.P. Trouble, right? Mm-hmm. So, Trouble was the kind of nigga that'll come in there be a rapper. And you might have a section full of bougie bitches on this side and a section full of like. Not thoughts as in hoes, ratchet. but like ratchet women that just like to have fun. Mm-hmm. They gonna go over here and party, look at their mob, jump around, dance, party, have a good time. Mm-hmm. While these girls on this side just looking like they got their leg across. I'm too cute for all that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Facts. And then you know, just sitting here, not even having fun. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I don't see people say, "I ain't going no damn prime time." It's too motherfucking ratchet. Like yeah. what do you mean? Man, this shit fun, bro. And you never having fun. You stand on top of the table rapping music, but you will go in the bougie club and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I, I don't been all around the world. I don't parted all around the world from from partying in Europe to partying in the Midwest to partying in Atlanta. I don't been in every VIP you can imagine. I don't pop a thousand bottles, bro. I ain't never had more fun than I had at prime time in the rock. Really? That's a fact, bro. I went to the biggest club in Europe. Somebody, when you go to the club, it's 10,000 people in one club. But that mean a lot to me, bro. But I'm telling you, bro, I ain't yeah. never had the more fun I had in prime time. <laughs> I ain't doing, I must ain't doing something right, bro. Because I ain't had that goddamn experience. Hmm? 
But she ain't, if you come to prime time, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You end up fucking with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking with you. Bro, I don't you know what I'm saying? I can't remember the last time I came to like, but I'm finna have the time of my life in this moment. Bro, I don't mess with the club. I don't mess with the club. The, the, the lives. I don't been everywhere in Miami. I don't went out of LA. Mm -hmm. I don't been in our section right here. Did it hit children right here. And like, even if I ain't got it, my partner got it. We, so it's whatever we want to do, we can do it. Yeah. Bro, that shit still like, I don't have the most fun of my life at prime time, The Rock, and motherfucking Asylum. Okay, Asylum. Yeah, I did. So right now, if you tell me, it's not one club. You can book your favorite artist, and you gonna have the time of your life. I'm gonna do that shit at prime time, asylum or the rock. That's a fact. I ain't gonna do that shit at Opium. I ain't gonna do the Compound. I ain't gonna go to Mr. Jones in uh, in, in Miami. I ain't gonna go to the Playhouse. Now, granted, them experiences are different. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to LA and you go to Playhouse. They more doing the day though, right? It's a day party. But you go to a day party like what the fuck? Todd Gurley right here. The niggas from the Lakers over here. Man, that shit, that shit just a fucking dog and pony show. We just eating that bitch, niggas sitting down, and we drinking. We could do this at a restaurant. Mm. We could do this at a restaurant, bro. But if you go on social media, you think that shit was Man, that shit talk up. about like nothing, crazy. bro. A whole bunch of waste of money. Yeah. To be honest with you, you got you to gotta make fun. Mm. All that shit is like a whole bunch of girls walking around trying to get in a nigga session. Then you get a nigga session, just trying to take pictures of the bar to drink the liquor. And niggas in that be a boring and fuck. Like, mm. prime time, they be jumping from the time partner we play the music to the time Ray crying and make the nigga turn the music off. <laughs> the rock jumping right. from the time You're you right. get there. You're right. A solid jumping from the time you get there. Damn, that's crazy. I ain't, like, this my first time, like, actually, like, chopping up with you and stuff like that. I oh, ain't definitely. know that you you was in there. Well, or, like, I ain't know who you was. Prime time, I'm the king of that bitch, man. Yeah. I did. Think about it. Now. Yeah, I, so I was in prime yeah. time a lot. I had run that, but, but that, yeah, but that how I met. I had to run that bit, but that how I That how a lot of people met me. That's like crazy. say it was just a perfect time because I was just coming home from Germany, mm -hmm. and I ain't been home since 2011. And my partner just opened up a club. Ray hit me and say, "Bro, I have. I just bought a club. Well, he took, yeah, he I took it over. Club. I just took over a club. Come through. I came through for a day with like 15 people." But I always had my youngest with me. Because I always wanted to show them niggas. Them niggas in high school. But I, now I don't know. I always wanted to show them niggas how to party. Oh, okay. Okay. If, if any of y'all been to college, y'all already know when niggas be freshmen, that be the worst time. Because motherfuckers get drunk for the first time. Girls mm -hmm. get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Niggas get drunk, don't know how to act, get in mm -hmm. trouble. So I want to show them boy like, bro, this how you party. You drink the alcohol, go ahead and know your limit. For sure. So you know if you get the feeling like this, don't drink no more. Mm -hmm. That type shit. And this how you do this how you do it, this how you move. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do it this way, you don't need to go. So you don't really want to be in that bit free head to toe and stand on no goddamn floor. That's some good Facts. ass game. So Facts. I always want to do that for my youngest. And then shit, it just came to a point where like, bro, that shit was crazy, bro. We were going crazy in that motherfucker, bro. Mm -mm -mm. For sure. All right, my last question. What is the vision that you see for Guap Records? When you when you look at the same way you look at Atlanta, you'll look at Middle Georgia like that. You'll look at Macon like that. As far as, like, damn, bro, them niggas got a team. Because in the perfect world, if I name out these list of artists again to you, and I say all niggas signed to Guard Ripper, you're going to be like, God damn, they got an army. Because if you go through QC roster, and you're like, damn, no, how did niggas sign to QC? Or if you go through Interstate, Interscope roster, go to Warner Brother roster, go to 300 roster, you go to Epic roster. All these motherfuckers signed up. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You go through Republic and you like, damn, they got this motherfucker, this motherfucker, this motherfucker. So but, I want to got hundreds of niggas though. That's what I'm saying. But Why we can't do that? only the top five, top ten really getting that exposure that that the way that they're supposed to be getting so, that, that so, push. So you got QC is Atlanta based Correct. record label. Correct. And as you go through all them home, they hit a home run with Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. Hit a home run with Steve But I Girl. met him before he signed with QC, no lie. Hit a home run with him. Yes. Hit a home run with City Girl. Yes. Hit a home run with Baby. Hit a home run with QC. It still made money on Marlo. The o- yeah. the OG, OG make too. Who? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like early in the beginning, mm-hmm. which they did. They were flooded though early though. Oh, if you look at old if you look yeah. at if you look at No Limit, man, I mean, they were flooded with talent. For sure. Mm-hmm. If you look at Cash Money, and you go start naming like, and you just think about what the fuck BG did, you think about what Lil Wayne did, you think about you think about what Turk Turk did, you think about what all these people did, you think about what Lil Wayne produced after that. Right. So that's kind of like the vision for us. Like I say, in the perfect world, I like you'll have QC ten world. artists from Middle Georgia that would, like not even just making. In in a perfect world, you think about if I if I if if you just on the outside looking in, but you know the artists. And I tell you, I got Baby Jungle, Twin, Spiffy, Drip Goo, Alpo, Say B, Hellcat, and Esco. All mm-hmm. these niggas signed to one label. You gonna be like, what the fuck? A monster. That that too much talent. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like the vision for us. Mm-hmm. That, that, that kind of like the vision for it. And then it's so many other artists, no disrespect to them, that I didn't name. Mm-hmm. You still got another 10 artists on the back end that got it. Mm-hmm. And y'all go some, some crazy, yeah, crazy yeah, you got it. So then you got like, so then if I show you a video of Lil Teddy performing his song, you'll be like, the fuck who would, who would that? Yeah. That's how you from the map, bro. You niggas ain't never heard of them. So Wait. that kind of the goal, even if we don't sign them niggas, I still want to shed light on them. Mm. Because we from the same place. Cause I go to their hood and kick it. I I they corner my studio and kick it. Just and like I you moving with Spiffy. Spiffy ain't signed to y'all. He ain't signed to me. You from the same place I'm from. So whether Spiffy signed the Guap Records or Spiffy signed the Warner Brothers, you still gonna be fuck. proud. You still gonna be oh, happy. Yeah, yeah. For sure. He from where I'm from. And I and I know him. I know his struggle. I know his, I know what his family. family had going on. And I know he from the same place I'm from. So he went to the same school, he walked the same highways. So and I and I know him personally. So if he signed for thirty million dollars tomorrow, nigga, I'm gonna be happy as a motherfucker, and I'm gonna keep sharing his shit. If any other nigga from Wilco signed tomorrow, but I'm stamping it, I'm standing on it. So it, it like with me, that's what my passion is, cause I'm cause I'm, I'm proud of where I'm from. So now where I'm from has turned into making. So our footprint is big and making. So you got, like I say, some people that know me and meet me think I'm from Macon, but I'm not. I'm from Wilkinson County. Mm-hmm. And even with Millersville, even with, I got a partner right now, Marco, he from, he from um, Monticello. I met him through my homegirls, and I gave him a free feature. That nigga hard as a motherfucker. In situation right, we'll go grab him. Niggas in Millersville, my, my, my partner, um, my partner B.M.B. Raw. You heard Raw song, right? Peace of mind. I'm pretty, I, I know I heard yeah, it. Yeah, but situation right, we're gonna grab them. But I just be wanting niggas to be patient because if it's hard to tell a nigga that patient. Yeah, it's hard to tell a nigga that patient because yeah. they don't see what go into this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, if I tell you, she called man, put me down with the vending machine shit, bro. But a nigga don't see you stopping by thirty vending machines a day mm-hmm. and putting a thousand dollars worth of gas in your car every two weeks. Right. Nigga yeah. don't see that shit. Right. Nigga don't see 
niggas rocking your motherfucking vending machine and knocking your shit out line. Now you got to get out your bag and come put it back and put it on line. Because sure. a nigga want to spend $2 at the studio. Yeah. Sure. So nigga don't see that part. Sure. So nigga don't see the part of me begging partner V to be on their podcast, but he got a list of other niggas that make more sense in front of me, even though they're my partner. <laughs> <laughs> you gave partner. him a compliment and this at the same time. Like, 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 my dog. Like, how the hell did you just do that? <laughs> because I might be saying, now, partner, man, even though I ain't hating on nobody, but I'm like, how the fuck? You get the nigga Sean on the goddamn podcast for me. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> but then he be like, hey man, Sean got a Bel Air plug. <laughs> he wanted a bigger host right now. Yeah. So that's why the situation, like he let us use niche and shit. So, brother, time and just make sense more. I can get you anytime. But then my homeboy, so I understand it. Mm-hmm. So I can call Pop to V at three in the morning and ask him, hey, Pop, how that song did in the club? He's gonna answer the phone and tell me. So, but. Once niggas understand that, then they'll understand how the fuck this shit work. So that's why I tell a lot of people, like Tiffany Tillman, she got a uh, management label. Uh, I told Platinum Crime Management, I told her, hey, I want you to bring your artists to one of our shows one day. And you see, for them to see how this shit really is. So they're going to see me booking five sprunners. Me getting my sprunner, bud sprunner, this sprunner, that sprunner, that sprunner, all mm-hmm. this shit. And then invite 60 people. Put them on the bus. 90 people tell you they coming. 40 show up. The other 10, like, put them on the bus. And everybody on the bus. Make sure everybody comfortable. Then you look around like, damn, Pop, I ain't even got nowhere to sit. Mm-hmm. I put oh, this shit together. You the last nigga getting on the goddamn sprint and you ain't got nowhere to sit. I ain't got nowhere to sit. I so now it. I got to, hey, shout it. Y'all drive my car. I'm, uh, y'all drive y'all car. I'm going to put some gas in y'all I car. I saw it. Do that. Just for me to have somewhere to sit on the shit that I booked. Then take them folk, get to the parking lot. 30 other motherfuckers ain't got no ID. So now I gotta be either an asshole or be like, bro, it's straight, bro. We'll take care of that in the end. Yeah. From some shit simple that no ID. Uh, get all them in the club. Yeah. Make sure everybody happy just for them niggas to support our fucking music. A 15 minute set. A 15 minute set, bro. That. Out of them 90 people that you invited out to have a good time with you, you might have 15 that don't even give a fuck. I'm just here mm-hmm. for the free lift. For the free ride. The free ride. Fuck about twin music. I don't give a fuck about junk. But you got to deal with that. And then motherfucker have a better understanding of how that music shit work. Or, hey, come around with me one Friday night when, we finna, when I'm finna break that do it, and you will see, like, me going to 10 uh, clubs in one night. Then you respect it. Then when I start introducing you to people, like I introduce you to... My homegirl from the A, shout out to Rocky. I introduced you to her. And then you see that Rocky the Hoe. Then you'll see Rocky doing this shit on a a different level with with her artist, Detroit Barbie. So then you'll see, like, damn, Snout big, she big, this person big, this person, all these folks know each other. But then you don't see the grind that go in. Then then you'll see a motherfucker that tell you, I ain't going to some fucking club unless I'm getting paid. Then you're thinking, like, damn, you get paid as a club. Then motherfucker asked me, Dallas, now you get paid to walk through niggas to the club? Yeah, you fucking right. Because I'm going to make sure once we get to the dough, from the parking lot to the dough, that everything goes smooth and you a brand, everything look right. Mm. Oh, so damn. I got, damn, I got another question. How do you feel about people um, fucking up the brand? You can't do that, man. Because the brand is bigger than everything. So that GR, mm. this shit right here, is bigger than everything. And... Once you get this shit in blood, I got this shit tattooed on me. I got guac tattooed on me. All my partner got the same tattoos on. So we got this shit in blood. So it like I don't really play about that disrespecting the brand shit as far as 
niggas that's around us. And when I say disrespecting the brand, it can be as far as twin to tell you. I don't think talk to twin to tell you. Twin like to a show, but I'm in twin. Hey, you think I hate twin? Because I'm cussing this nigga out because I believe in you. But also, I believe in Ray. I believe in Bud. I believe in everybody a part of this shit. So I'm like, you being late to this shit, you basically saying fuck everybody that's involved with it. Because I know right now, if, if Partner V posts, hey, Snap is at Capitol, downtown. He got a, a record deal for the first nigga to show up. You'll have a thousand niggas show up to sign with God Record. Mm -hmm. And you already signed with us. Mm -hmm. So niggas will tell you, like, I'm passionate about that shit because I put my time in this shit. Huh. So I put my time coming and leaving my little girls at 9 o'clock when they want to watch movies to go out and come back in at 4 when everybody sleep. I put my time in this shit. So I got to hear my old lady give me hell about coming in late. For your ass, I got to hear my old lady want to talk to me about, she might want to talk to me about some personal shit. And I'm on the phone with twins trying to make sure he flight together. Or I'm on the phone with Jungle trying to make sure he got motherfucking red socks on for the video and trying to find some red socks. So that's why I put so much passion in this shit. So I'm on the phone with Partner V trying to get Partner V to come go out with her. Niggas can't do that shit. Partner V just ain't finna leave the house. DJ Smooth just ain't finna leave his house. Niggas ain't just finna be around y'all niggas for no motherfucking reason. Right. So I take passion in that. So that's why I'm so passionate about our brand because I know at the end of the day, everybody that's investing in this shit, time, money, when you talking about me, Ray Bud, investing our time, our money, all this shit in this shit, bro. At the end of the day, it's for y'all niggas. It ain't for me. Cause if I quit guard record, that'll be okay. My kids gonna still be good. My everybody involved with me still gonna be alright. And that's if I have to go to McDonald's and work. But we putting our time and passion in this shit. So even with the studio, this studio wasn't. We opened that studio to make a million dollars. We opened that studio for an avenue for niggas to have something to do. And we've been blessed to have that be open for almost two and a half years. I ain't never had no situation out there. I'm so thankful for that. Never had a situation. I don't have a nigga from Bloomfield in this room. They gonna Pleasant Hill in this room. A nigga from Unionville downstairs. And nobody never did nothing to anybody. But it just come from the work we put in outside of the music shit. They know. It ain't even that they know. It's the respect that we get. And niggas might have a, a problem with every artist on our label, but they respect me. They respect Ray. They respect Bud. And they respect everybody involved in our situation. But that come from me coming out of my house and coming to your party and buying a bottle and coming to your section and partying with y'all. And me sharing your music and me playing your music and me telling Partner V and every other DJ in the city, hey man, drop on what's called new shit. Hey, let me see the new song. Nigga, how hard I play this shit. Because anybody know what's going on in the club, you can get song, your music played for free. Why? So that conference had respect in, out of us. And we just been blessed and nothing ever happened. And no matter how negative somebody want to look at Guard Record, bro, I'm going to always protect our brand. And if that take me, Send you down and explaining this shit to you, and you thinking I don't fuck with you because I don't share your music. Not that, bro. This shit business. So, a lot of people might say, man, Guant Record don't fuck with us, man, because they ain't signed us, but they don't understand what coming into investing in another motherfucker. Then I ask you, how much money you got saved up, bro? I got 3000 saved up. When you you wouldn't invest that 3000 in your music, mm -hmm. then they get looking at you mm -hmm. fucking crazy mm -hmm. and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So why the fuck you think I'm finna get a nigga to sign off investing a hundred in you? Mm-hmm. Or if you can't even show up on time. Show up on time. You can't even do the little shit. It costs you nothing to walk up to Partner V and shake your hand 
if I know the club open at 11, it costs me nothing to come to Neats at 10 o'clock and look in the mirror and see Partnerville style and walk up there. Hey, what's going on, Partnerville? My name's Snout. This is what I did. So why the fuck you can't skip that? Why the fuck you can't skip that process? Pride and ego. This nigga ain't know me. This nigga ain't know me from a can of paint. But get what I did when I came to Prime I went up style. What's going on? Uh, you partner me, right? Yeah. Chop it up with him. Whoop the whoop the whoop. I might ask him about the children. Hey, I'm partner. What the fuck you cut your hair? Whoop the whoop. What you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no fat though. So it might be no me fat. sacrificing me one drink for the night to buy them out a drink. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go get him a drink. I ain't sucking it. They ain't doing no dick sucking. Ain't no right, dick ride. Right, none of that right, shit. Right, I'm going right. to go buy him a drink. Uh, I appreciate that part. I ain't even going to ask the nigga for that. Appreciate that. But get what's going to happen that time coming that time. in bit. Hey, partner, um, can you play the song for me, bro? I just got to be me. I just want to hear it. That might be what I tell him. I want to play the song. <laughs> and he going to play the motherfucker because he going to remember. That moment. And that boy got down and bought me a drink. Then he going to turn to me, hit him up. And the first thing I'm going to say, what's going on, partner? What you, what you got going? I ain't just going and say, hey, partner, V, can you put my mm -hmm. song on radio? Nah, what you got going, partner? He might say, I'm at my little boy birthday, boy. Damn, you got a little boy? How you little boy? But then over time, like some of these, I don't fuck with them. On a personal level, mm -hmm. because we ain't the same people. Yeah, we yeah. got different morals. Yeah. We got different values. Yeah. I just don't fuck with what you got going on. Mm -hmm. But I fuck with what you do, and I know that you are one of the most important people involved in this shit we got going on. How do you um, factor in like a nigga knowing his quote unquote worth and taking advantage of that? It's hard to get a nigga to take advantage of. How can I get a nigga to take advantage of his worth and he don't even know it? So it's like. How can I give you $20,000 to sign with us when you ain't made $20,000, but you think you're worth that? I mean, I done seen niggas that act like that more than what they are and just like, bro, pipe down, bro. Like, a lot just... of that shit be a nigga not used to nothing, and a lot of that shit be ego. Ego is a motherfucker. Ego, ego a motherfucker. So it might be a situation to where, but I just rocked out. I, I just rocked prime time. Like, what about overtime? Mm. What about Fort Valley? What about one of Robbins? What about uh, making small, bro? What about all these other places? And I've seen that shit kill a lot of careers, man. I've seen niggas on top and the ego get in front of them. Yes. So in order for you to know your worth, you got to put your worth out there. And you got to be motherfucking hungry for this shit. Because at the end of the day, I always go back to a comparison that I see. So I see a nigga that I was in the truck with. We pulled over in Sunnet parking lot. And I'm listening to this motherfucker on the phone saying, oh, yeah, I agree to that. And then he hang up the phone and say, 82 million. Then you motherfucker think like, a million dollars 82 times? To play Shit. football? <laughs> <laughs> but I also Good see God. this same motherfucker <laughs> go to the gym with everybody else and work out. Mm -hmm. So I always compare a bro situation to real life shit. So I always say, if a nigga that signed for $82 million, who just made $17 million last year, mm -hmm. so that's a $100 million made mm -hmm. playing the sport, is willing to humble himself and hire a nigga to train him to be better at a sport that he's already made $100 million. Like tomorrow, this nigga's getting $39 million in his account. It's humble enough to accept the fact that he got to hire a nigga that he finna pay $150 an hour to train him. Peanuts. To what he got. How the fuck you can't humble yourself to pay partner V $25 to, to play your song? Hey, man. Or how you can't humble yourself to your situation? So I always compare 
Uh-huh. Me driving down the road and having to pull over because I'm over there a bit like, fuck, bro, <laughs> what the fuck? Off. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> so I got to pull over in front of the parking lot and I got to see my homeboy get out of the car and I almost in tears. And I get to see him come back in and close the door and say Tennessee Titans, $82 million. And see him call his girl, see him call his mama, and see his homeboys congratulate him. But it's the same nigga that leave when we get ready to go back and go work out again. So I always compare a breast situation. So a lot of shit I got going on. And then when niggas give me excuses or why they can't do it, I always compel my situation. Because I got up at 6 in the morning to go do one of the most stressful jobs in the world. And this has been a U.S. soldier. And get off at 5. And I ain't, I ain't got no physical help here but Demisha. But, but my girl at the time, she running the bank. So she, she getting out late too. We got two kids. We left home 19 to 18. So now I'm looking at this shit like I'm traveling an hour to go play football with niggas who've been sitting around all motherfucking day training, getting treatment and shit, mm-hmm. and I gotta compete against these niggas. Mm-hmm. Or I'm looking at like, bro, I'm working a full time at the time. I'm working a full time job. I'm editing studio, being an artist myself, and I'm still doing a thousand other things, and I'm still able to do music. What the fuck, your excuse is? It ain't none. That's yeah, how I feel. It, it, it is not none, and, and people can say niggas don't fuck with me. All day, you gotta fuck with yourself first, bro. You gotta believe in yourself. You, you gotta believe in yourself. And I tell them my little partners all the time the same thing. Apple, I fuck with Apple like this. I know where Apple stay at, and he real big on. If a nigga know he stay, he trust you. Tell him all the time, bro. You know where Apple stay. You gotta be that same hungry motherfucker that I seen outside prime time telling Ray. You know what I'm saying, hey, bro? Putting on the show. Mm-hmm. And if a lot of people take that approach, Apple had at that time, their life will change. And they take, I don't give a fuck if you working at an academy. If you take that approach that that man had, begging and ready to put him on the show, because you know you finna fuck this motherfucker up, mm-hmm. and take it to your job, take it to your life, your whole life will change. Because there's times I go to work, I, I go to sleep at 4, get up at 9 in the morning and go to work, because I don't want to let twin die. I don't want to let Jungle die when I'm telling him, y'all, I'm going to take you to the video shoot. And I don't want to let my kids die, I don't want to let my wife die, I don't want to let my motherfucking daddy die. I don't want to let my mama down. So that's why I take the same approach I take into hard working to shit. But then it pays off when all the bullshit going on and I know I'm good. I have motherfuckers come up to me all the time in the club. Bro, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I ain't got to smoke with nobody. Nah, I'm just checking, bro, because we fuck with you. We're going to walk into the car and all that shit. But that shit mean a lot to me because they boy, don't know me. They just don't want to see nothing happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I respect that and I respect what they got going on. Hey man, for sure. Hey, and y'all ain't listen to this shit. Y'all better. Y'all need to play this shit over five times. We extended this shit for sure. Just so this boy can talk his shit. For yeah, sure. Definitely. I ain't even talk no shit, man. Shout out to Ibot though. <laughs> <laughs> the boy from shout out to Ibot. They not, they from where you from, man? Who Ibot? Yeah. Nah, don't don't look boy. That is Ice Mall. Ice Mall. You talking about your jury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, talking about little shit? That was probably you funny, yeah, boy. You funny, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I instantly knew that he was talking about jury. Yeah, I just, I'm thinking Ice Mall. Cool, you talking about Ice Mall? Oh, you ain't getting me with that. And that's a grill. I ain't gonna say nothing about. Yo, that's a grill, man. My partner. I get this shit from my partner, suspect man, Sherman Khan. He got the own silverback. Yeah. So I kind of, I always wonder why the fuck the nigga called himself a silverback, bro. And I research. A silverback, and I seen what a silverback is in the animal kingdom. I seen the way they move. I seen the what a real silverback is, Africa. and I'm like, damn, bro, I'm one of them. 
So when I when I uh, got my word law shit, a word law me whatever I say, I'm gonna stand on. It's law. And I don't mean that shit law. So if I tell partner B, bro, I'm gonna bring fifty motherfuckers in the bit. I'm not gonna stop until I bring fifty motherfuckers in the motherfucker. And if I didn't get fifty, I'm gonna be able to say, partner B, look at my phone, bro. I invited hundred people. They just didn't show up mm -hmm. because I gave you my word. So I end up getting my logo as Silverback and shit. That's what I got. Shout out to Ibot, man. Bleed apart my eyes and shit. Shout out to AP. All them folk. AP. You got you know what I'm saying? Shout out to AP. Yeah, AP. Right yeah. 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 No Shout host. Shout out to who the who yeah, the other yeah, yeah. Let me see it again. I want to see it. J-Roll go, no diamond, man. They're very nice. No host, man. No disrespect to AP the host, but. Nah, for sure. They're right there. I put this in the song. AP to watch no host. I ain't here. Yeah, yo. I got shit. You probably played for me. Yo, got shout out my nigga. Give him more DD. What's the other what's the other jewel? The Guac record. Oh, man, come on, it's a jewelry, man. Cause we don't, Todd. Cause we don't reach that. Todd the Jeweler. Todd the Jeweler, but Todd the supposed to come on here. Todd the one, but Todd the one of the coolest Jeweler I've ever met, bro. For sure. I seen him at the match party. Todd the kind of motherfucker that you you know he got a check and all this shit, but he don't he really cool. be on that shit, bro. He cool. I seen him at the match party. He just want to be cool and just want to handle his being high. He handle to have a good time. Todd cool as fuck. I done met a lot of motherfuckers in the industry like that, man. If it Rudy like that. He just wanna have a good time. Shout out to FF. Shout out to FF, man. Come on home, you know what I'm saying? Come soon. Hey man, hey, we wanna wanna thank you for coming on the platform. Blessing with a whole bunch of game, whole bunch of knowledge. Hey, and man. like, of course, your backstory. Cause you know what I'm saying? Being the guy, I wanna say on the background, like a lot of people don't know. And a lot of people wanna nah, know. Now so, yeah. mm -hmm. so a lot of people really don't know. I'm kinda like a mystery. A lot of people know me, they love me, cause I always have a good time. I always smile on my family, I'm always joking. They don't know the work though. Damn, what what the work, athlete bro. called when they can't really put them in the category? What that shit called? Uh, you might be a twenty, you might be a two. They call it two boss. A lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That I one. did a lot of shit in these thirty years, boy. Damn, that that's shit crazy, crazy bro. Ninety two. They about playing rugby. Ninety one. I played, bro. I played. I played one game of professional rugby. I don't fought in my May. I don't been to war. Blowed up. Hit up the wall. You told me you got blowed up. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't roll R and B. I don't roll Southern Soul. Shout out to Miss Cherry Harris. Still write R and B. You write still write R and B. I don't roll for some of the bigger artists in Middle Georgia. Some like I don't did a lot of shit, bro. Pro football. So get with. Definitely more to come. Let me. You got to see what's what this song called. You got to oh, give me my fucking flowers, man. Listen, That's all man. I want, man. Me and T Cole, we finna give you some. I thought about it, like, bro, I'm bringing some flowers. I was like, oh, hell nah. Man. We done had, oh, look, the look, hell? Look, look. Nah, Jay, Jay, <laughs> Look, we done had females. I ain't brought no flowers. I ain't even bring any nigga no flowers. So we finna give you some goddamn virtual flowers, my boy. Oh, definitely, my guy. You know what I'm saying? You know you my guy. My guy. Yeah, that's it right there. Man, not talking here. I'm on, I'm on every day. Hey, Y'all folks need them vending machine, man. Check in, man. My boy, my boy got the studio jumping. My What's vending up? machine that bit sold out every week. Man, what? Y'all yeah, the DJ. Just... Out of my boy, partner V. For sure. I need the cameraman. I let the cameraman. Jay Sims. And give him my motherfucking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah. man, this is Space Spade Podcast. I am your host, T Cole. Follow me on Instagram at T underscore Cole Two Dime, man. Hey man, one time, man, it's the kid, your partner, my partner, everybody partner, DJ Partner V. Follow my IG is partner 24 P O T N A D E M 24. Make sure you follow the gang as well. Spade Spade Pod. For sure, P.O.D. I can, I can do all that. Wait, wait, wait. I was finna send it to him. P.O.D. I forgot the P.O.D. Hey, I can do all that. Hell yeah, you can do Oh, man. Follow me and snap. Word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all females out there need y'all makeup done. Y'all need y'all lashes. Twin lashes. The place to motherfucking be. Y'all trying to get some food for the vibes. You need your taxes done. Holla at my boy Chancey. Or my, my brother, Crit Martin. 
need to record, go out record studio, hit man, give me more DD, Zach Spade, all that good shit. You want to DJ, holla at Partner V. You want to hit, holla at Snap Diddy. Also, all the good food, holla at my Snap mom. Snap Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Holla at my mom, Bridget Ball, the real one. You know what I'm saying? And them good folks at Overtime, shout out to Miss Harry, Miss Harris, all that good shit. Uh, who else I'm missing, bro? I can't be my folk. Oh, shit. Man. Oh, you want a hookah? Holla at my girl, Punkin Ball. You know what I'm saying? My boy slap it, put 20K on the ground, and y'all fuck, nigga. That's it. Y'all want some jello shot? Holla at my little sister D. All that good shit. Who wanna be some partner, I don't know, but I think you ran that shit down. <laughs> you feel me? Shout out to Wilco, man. 478 is in the building, man. Deadwood's on. It's not where it's off. High class country, nigga. Duh. Hey, bro, what we know? Yeah. We, we know, know your type. Afraid of a fade. You ashamed when I said shit a spade is a spade. To me, my transition got me showered in praise. From the streets to the stage. The changing the